Pretty cool. Let's rinse now. The whole book of ours. Matt Fulcher run, aka Full Charge, aka the Constitution. What's up, everybody? Matt Fulcher run. Uh, we got a good show for you today. Claude Stewart's on. And uh, what can I tell you? If you miss me in San Diego this week, you can catch me in July. Opening up for Tom Segura at the American Comedy Club. That's July 14th, 15th, and 16th. And also, I wanted to promote a friend of the show, uh, Murray Valeriano is going to be with his buddy Tim Lee at the Purple Onion in San Francisco, California on Thursday, June 2nd. That's this week. Uh, Tickets are at Eventbrite. Event and then B-R-I-T-E. So check that out. I'm sure you can... um, You can find that online if you just... Well, Murray Valeriano is hard to spell. I'm not going to spell that for you. Just check it out at Eventbrite. Murray Valeriano with Tim Lee. And uh, enjoy this one. I know I did. One more thing. Um, Also opening up for Tom Segura in West Nyack, New York at Levity Live on June 23rd, 24th, and 25th. And with Tom Segura once again in uh, St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, Helium Comedy Club July 21st, 22nd, and 23rd And uh, donate a dollar to the podcast At thefullcharge.com Respect Peace out All that Later Here we go Uh. Meet me at the ice cream truck. I'll buy you some ice cream. You know what I mean? The show is obscene, but I bet you gon' like these three dudes trying to get along. Craig Coleman and Matt Fulcheron. Don't forget to start the show. EA Dub, Eric Allen Wendell. Let's roll. Trying to keep up. Turn up the AC stage. Eating up. Mm-hmm. Eat it up. Time to devour the full charge power hour. That just breathed new life into me. <laughs> Welcome to the Full Charge Power Hour. I'm Matt Fulcheron. I'm chilling here with Claude Stewart. What's up, y'all? It's about 10, 12 p.m. on a Sunday night. We got a late start, and uh, it's my fault. You know, I did well. It's your fault, and then it's also I did the wrong thing, which was like I was craving some chicken wings when I woke up in the morning. I live by inspiration. Yeah, you got to. Um, and I and I'm like, there's only one place really. In my heart to get wings, and that's U Rustic uh, in in Los Feliz. And I went down there, mm. and I, I t- my boy lives right there, and so I text my boy whenever I go by, and that determines how long I'm going to stay there. Ah, I got it. So okay. like, I texted him. He's like, I'm going to be right there, and I'm like, oh shit. Perfect. You know, it didn't it didn't set off any alarms. It never does. It's Sunday afternoon for Christ's sake. Sure. And okay. so. Um, you know, I we st- I, we stayed there for a couple hours, and then the basketball game started. Like I actually care about basketball now that Golden State is in. Mm. Yeah, you never really before. You're like whatever, I don't take give it or leave shit. it. But they're amazing to watch. They're awesome. Not tonight, they weren't. Mm. Um, but you would have enjoyed the experience today because I got like I avoided a fight. 
Oh, shit. Big time. What happened? This dude was just chilling. First of all, as soon as my boy told me that he was coming, I put my hat on the bar stool next to me. Okay. Now, this big fat dude, he comes up. And that's actually the nicest way to say that. <laughs> oh, and how far are we talking? Like Jabba the Hutt? Is, is he like I'm obese? talking about probably a, like a, somewhere between 300 and 350 pounds. Probably. I'm not good at that. Yeah, yeah. But he yeah. wasn't your standard like overweight. Yeah. He was obese. Tall. Yeah, okay. He was obese. And um, he's standing right next to me. And uh, my boy Tim comes to, to go sit down. And, and the guy like trips him. Trips my boy Tim, and my boy puts his hand on his back and goes, my bad, dude. Sorry about that. You know what I mean? Even though it wasn't his fault at all. Yeah, yeah. And the big guy goes, you trying to grab my ass? Like, And I I could see that he was like ready to go. Yeah. He's like ready to fight. Uh And I go, I just go, that's how we do it, man. That's how (laughs) me and my friends do it. You're going to have to deal with that. (laughs) And luckily, this guy's boy was like... uh, he was like, hey, man, you know, that's, you, that's how you got to do it. That's how you got to do it. You're good at what you do. You keep doing it. Like, thank, so he was diffusing. He was diffusing. Thank God. Whereas this yeah. other guy was like ready to go. Mm-hmm. And we were cornered. We were in the back corner. So it's lucky, lucky that went that well. Yeah, yeah. And then like half an hour goes by and I say the F word. I forget why. Yeah, yeah. You know me. <laughs> and he's like, I'm not looking at him, but I hear him go, hey, man, watch your mouth. And I know he's talking to me. Right, right. So I just, I just chill. No big deal. But now I'm like, now I'm really aware of this guy's not going away. Yeah, yeah. This guy's dying to fight us. He's looking for any like, alternative. Like those two meth heads mm. that tracked us down in the in uh, Washington State. Yeah, at the hotel. Right. And uh, and then he 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 like hits me on the shoulder. And he's like, "Hey, man, you want to go smoke a cigarette?" And I go, "I don't, <laughs> I don't smoke, man. I don't smoke." And I know. I look at him. He's got like a tie dangling. You know, like before you put your tie on, it like dangles. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like he hasn't put his tie on yet. I haven't got a good look at him yet because I'm trying not to look at him. Right. He goes, "You want to go smoke a cigarette?" I go, "I don't smoke." And he's like, he's very confrontational and like very angry. He's like, "Well, if you don't smoke, you're no good to me, man." And I go, <laughs> "I got to tie your tie for you, man. You want me to tie your tie for you?" <laughs> Did you say that? <laughs> <laughs> I noticed your tie's undone, sir. Clearly, you don't know how to operate that piece of fabric. <laughs> and he was just kind of confused. And, um, but it never it really, he really wanted to fight, but he just couldn't put in the last 5% of work. Right, right. He kept getting right there. Well, like physically, he, he was invading your space and interrupting you. He and- kept trying to, um, he kept trying to start shit. He kept trying to get us to take the bait, mm, but mm-hmm. we just never would. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, if we were bigger dudes and, you know, I was young enough to fight in public, which I've always wanted to do. <laughs> I've, uh, believe me, I want to. I, he never got me upset. Yeah, yeah. But I was still would have loved him and like, oh, dude, I can't curse. How about fucking this? How about fucking that? You know, I'd love to do it just to because we were being disrespected. Mildly, right, right. Mildly, he, he was he was punking you. He yeah, was trying yeah, to, yeah, 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 yeah. But he wasn't very good. He wasn't articulate. He wasn't very smart. And turns out, too scared to like really go. Like I said, that, like, he's right there. He was right there. Right, right. He already got our attention. He could easily say like something out of a movie, like, "Yeah, I tie your tie, motherfucker." And he started <laughs> fucking punching us, but he never got it. Why don't you tie this on? Yeah, and um. Tim's wife later came 
And she was like, let's move away from these guys. Mm. So we went back and we sat back by a booth, in a booth. Mm-hmm. And then we saw him. He had to walk through the room to go to the bathroom. And he's just like looking around. You can see him just looking around. With the cool. He's like, he's like, no, not just us specifically. Like, who, who can I fight? Like who can I who who can who can I insult who can insult me? This is in, his entire go. MO, He's right? Ready to yeah. go. And him and his good natured buddy both walk into the bathroom. His buddy walk out, and then after a while we're like, Where where's the where's the guy? And then we see the buddy go back in and then walk back out with the big big fat guy. Yeah, yeah. Like he was ten minutes passed out in the bathroom. <laughs> Dude, well, I, I'm guessing, from what you're describing, the dynamic between uh, Big Fat Dude and mm-hmm. his little buddy is kind of like, remember on the, the old Bugs Bunny cartoon, the two dogs? Which way do we go, Spike? Which way do we go? Uh-huh. Shut up. Right. Right? Like, the angry bulldog. and Yeah, except cool. for, like, the nice guy wasn't that involved with the bigger guy. The bigger guy was still the guy tagging along. Because, <laughs> you know, as you can see, like, the nice guy was like, all right, I'm going to guide you through this dumbass. Yeah, yeah. It's cool. Guys, <laughs> if you guys grab ass, that's cool. Hey, whatever you want to do. We're going to be friends here. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the other thing, too. Do you uh, – I think I, I know the answer to this, but just check. So the little guy wasn't in on it. He wasn't helping out the fight. He didn't want to fight period, He was helping right? me. Yeah. He could see yeah. what I was doing. Mm-hmm. He's seeing that I was going to be a good sport. Yeah, yeah. He's just following my lead. Cool. Okay. <laughs> you know. Well, you know, people like that, the big deal. I mean, clearly, he's he's unhappy in his own life, right? So he's just looking for anything to, you know. I suppose. It's funny, man, because I, obviously I've known you damn near Why 20 Why does he years. get the tie? <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> Maybe it came from a wedding or something. Well, did he have a, an Oxford button-down shirt? Was Not, there anything to yeah, go with he had a t- he had a, a button-down shirt, and he had a tie, which is weird. I think when he first was there, he had, like, a black shirt. Okay, and then all of a sudden he had a shirt and a tie because I wasn't watching him. So he's changing. I wardrobe. was making sure I didn't look at him. Right, right. Because I knew that was an invitation. I just love the wardrobe change. You know, yeah. mid drink. Maybe I can kick his ass in this outfit. <laughs> Maybe he hates nerds. <laughs> Fuck it. I had six more wings. I can do this shit. Mm-hmm. Well, dude, that's what's I'm ready funny. to go. I mean, I've known you almost twenty years, man, and I, you know, you're a laid back dude. I, like sure. the fact that you wanting to fight. My I mean, problem is I got a smart mouth. So right, right. So you can catch me on a bad day. <laughs> but, I mean, I'm old enough. Listen, I think it has a lot to do with being a stand-up. Mm-hmm. Like, I now know how to participate in a confrontation without being confrontational back. Right, right. And you just kind of, like, let them – you kind of, like, confirm what they're saying and then kind of let them talk and be like, I hey, see, I'm not really opposing you. Right, right. That's why I'm saying, yeah, that's what we're doing, man. That is, like, on paper that's confrontational, but the way I was saying it, I was like, yeah, that's what we do, man. Yeah, you know, yeah. You weren't. That's what happens when you hang out with us. Like you're calling me, you know, you're calling us gay. Well, we're gay as shit. So what are you gonna do about we're it? We're homo. We're big yeah. fat homo. You can suck a dicks if you want. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you weren't standing up. You weren't yelling. You just. Right. Yeah. It's interesting. Now, have you been? You said you never been in a fight in public. Like, have you been in a fight before, or is it not, always not, like you're, only when I was a kid? Yeah, it's funny, man. And I've, I've gotten jumped, but I don't think that counts. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I got jumped with a gun. Uh, right. Yeah, I think. Uh, no, I'm just uh, you know a kid from the south, and you know, going to school in Texas. I, I've been in barroom brawls by right, accident, right. you know. But I'm I'm a skinny dude, and I just you know look. I don't want to hurt anybody, but I got to fight dirty. It's just that's what I got to do. Yeah. I mean, you look at me, man. I've built like a female supermodel, and you know. Well, that's I gotta, what we. Yeah, we were talking about that too because we're watching the basketball game, and somebody kicked somebody else in the nuts mm-hmm. in a game, and that's just like the move. And I came up with the theory that. 
that was God's little anti or nature. Who, whatever you believe in, God's little um, like it's like it's like an anti-rape device. <laughs> right, right. It is. It's like if dude's coming at you, he's got to have his pants down. He's got to have his balls exposed. Right, right. So now you got like one little reset button. You got one shot. You can hit, and you got two minutes to run. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I'm right. No, I, I think everything serves a purpose because they're your balls. Right. They're they're how they should be well protected in theory. Absolutely. And nobody wears a cup. You know? Nobody wears a cup. Right. So I think that is why uh outfielders don't wear a cup even. <laughs> no. <laughs> and you know I I I very, I was very proud of that theory. I really was. Well it makes sense. I can't I can't argue it, you know. I mean I was that- trying I'm trying to think of other like things that happen in nature. Like, um, like, let's say uh, I've heard this theory before. It's not my own. That like, there, it seems like there's way more homosexuals on the planet now. Right, right. And both sides of that are well, because there's too many people on the planet now. So there's more of everything on the planet. Right. But there's also like, I've heard the theory that that's like a built-in thing. Like, all right, we're gonna everyone needs sex to be happy. Let's <laughs> shut down the reproduction part, and <laughs> let's have a lot of gays. Um, that's interesting. <laughs> I, I actually, I subscribe to the theory. Well, I do. I agree with the first thing you said, like uh, that, you know, the, the more people there are, the more, the more of everything. Right? Yeah. But I also subscribe to the theory that, uh, there's always been a lot of gay people. Sure. It's just, it wasn't right. talked about. And it's probably it, the same ratio. Yeah. You know? And, um. All right. Well, I didn't mean to bring in the number. I just meant like, <laughs> that's why, and it's just one theory. It's not my theory. That's why. Sure. It's like we can't have everybody multiplying. Shit is getting <laughs> out of hand. Although it is, it's funny you brought that up though because there's one. Uh, uh, I was working with a comedian recently, and he was telling me about this. This one comic was like, "Oh yeah, you know he's bisexual." I was like, "Oh, I didn't know that." And uh, that's always interesting. Like, it, gay's not interesting anymore. Bisexual right. is very interesting. It's like, tell, really? I, I know. And we kind of we were joking about it, and I said, "What what's the market for an overweight man, or an overweight gay man with a facial tag? What, what's the market in that?" And then my, uh, my friend he goes, "Hey man, I don't think he's gay because he wants to be. Uh-huh. I think he's bi because he has to be." That was uh, that was his theory. That's but, an interesting theory, which I just don't buy. I don't buy it either. I think you like what you like, right? And yeah, you know, and you, think, you're not forced into the thing about sex is. It's the best thing in the world unless you're not interested in the other person, and then it's the most horrific thing in the world. Right. It's like food. So, yeah. Like your favorite food is great. Your least favorite food is disgusting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even want to think about uh, raw onions. That's the one thing that I can't. <laughs> you can't do it. I can't do it. I can do every other type. I can do a sweet white. I can do a caramelized. I can <laughs> saute, but that purple shit people put in their salad, no thank you. You can't do it, huh? Mm. That's interesting. <laughs> Um, Guns and Roses. Very excited. Look at my shirt, baby. Uh, that's, why, that's why it's like a cue card <laughs> on your chest. I have an Axel shirt on, listeners. Um, I'll Axel, be honest. Axel, it says Axel. It's a picture of Axel Rose. And I told you, I, I told you the story about when, when I uh, I met him at the Hard Rock. Tell uh, me again. I forget. Ago. Well, I went with uh, three buddies of mine, and uh, I was what was I? I was working in Northern California, and the kind of the opportunity came up, and I was like, "Yeah, man, let's all you know, we're all just gonna go." So we went to see him. Do you remember when they had that month-long contract at uh, the Vegas Hard Rock? I think so. They were kind of, that was a thing Vegas was doing. They had, they had like Def Leppard one month. They were trying to do a throwback to 80s Hard Rock bands. And a residency, which is a Vegas thing. Um, People go there for a month. Yes, yes. That's a uh, thing. You know, and Re- then, It's called a residency. Uh, yes. And so uh, okay, when I hear residency, I think of some dude trying to be a doctor. So I, I had no idea. Uh, uh, but basically, um, Axel... No, it's Axel trying to be Guns N' Roses. <laughs> 
without slash. Good luck. So no, he um you know he went on Jimmy Kimmel. It was his first interview in years, and, he, uh-huh. and you know he, he gave, sat on the couch. Know, he uh yeah did he? He did found it. It's actually it's actually cool. You can you can pull it up. He's actually in a weird way. He seems like oddly shy uh-huh. in, in in the interview. He's like kind of soft. Well, they say he's agoraphobic. They I've, say I've he's that, scared yeah. to leave his house and stuff. He doesn't like it. Mm-hmm. Howard Hughes action. Yeah, right. they say that. Um, that's interesting. I, yeah, I don't know. You know, but he, he gave away tickets you know, on the air, and so I think that uh-huh. kind of brought some publicity back. But I got to be honest, dude, it it was awesome. He, uh, we caught him on a Sunday night, so they were doing like a Thursday to Sunday, the last one of the week. I don't know if they say they're best for last, but it was a four hour show. Uh huh. And you know, he was fifty at the time. Yeah, he was fifty years old. God damn. He sounded amazing. He they sung everything I wanted to hear. The only thing they didn't uh, play was uh, Mama Ken. Uh uh-huh. You know the Aerosmith. Uh, yeah. You know, that cover. I want to hear one in a um, million. That, yeah, yeah. I want to hear that motherfucker <laughs> do that song. They, they did that. Yeah, they did. They did that song. They did one in a million. Absolutely. Did he say the N word. He said the N. Oh and my F. God. Yeah, because that. <laughs> I mean, because he even said at the beginning, he's like, "This is a song. Look, I have to honor what was written. This is what was written. It was a long time ago. I have to honor the ignorant <laughs> shit I wrote." <laughs> <laughs> I think, he, I think he even said, go ahead and start your hate mail letters now, but, you know, we're going to play right. this. So. Uh, <laughs> was it a crowded show? Um, yeah. Yeah, it was pretty crowded. And I, I got hammered, and I was yelling at the uh, old people behind me to stand oh, up. Oh, man. <laughs> Did everyone sing along? Yeah. Yeah, it was killing Everyone it, sang along to that line. Oh, no, that's... Oh, no, no. I thought you meant to, like, a lot... <laughs> No, they were like police and <laughs> immigrants and faggots. That's they make right. no sense to me. Okay. <laughs> no, it was um, they what did they they opened with? It was called the uh, oh, what, what was the the appetite for what was the the goddamn album that the, the, they came out with without slash? You know, I'm talking about the one in, in oh China oh Chinese, Chinese democracy. Democ- so it was democracy. appetite for democracy tour. Okay, but they did they honestly did more of their older stuff than that. They probably did about half you the album. You have to you yeah. have to do appetite Come for on. destruction. Yeah, dude they they started off with a big light show and it was like you know their first hit off of Chinese democracy and it was more of a light show than anything else you know yeah and that got done and then Axel came out he's like uh, thank you for coming out I got a question you know. You know, and, right, they, right. and they they did Welcome to the Jungle, right into It's So Easy, right yeah. into Rocket Queen. Okay, and it was killer. Like they were yeah. just tight. Everything was bam, bam, bam. Yeah. You know? So did, was Buckethead there? Uh, that was the dude playing guitar. Um, did yeah. he have a Kentucky Fried Chicken thing on his head? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that was him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, but no, who's so, Buckethead? Um, He's the guy with a bucket on his head. <laughs> 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 like, I can even see with Flavor Flav. Who's Flavor Flav? He's got the clock. He says you have a, yeah, bucket head. <laughs> now, which one is Blue Shirt? Uh, he's the guy with the blue shirt. <laughs> Who's, no, I'm sorry. Who are the immigrants and faggots? <laughs> now, that's more difficult. That's a little more complicated. But afterwards, so, okay, so we were staying in the hard rock, right? And one in so, a million, dude. That's not one like the audience need. That no one's going to walk away and go, man, I played a lot, but they didn't play one in a million. Right. I mean, patience like, was really the only hit on that. You don't need to play that one. I know. I know. Interesting. Very interesting. Interesting choice. But I think Axel was kind of like, hey, I mean, they're coming to see us. They're, they're going to expect to do what we did I in the get, 80s. I get it, and uh-huh. I would never be offended by that song. I actually, I yeah. just think, wow. Yeah. I mean, Talk about wow, the- he got flack for it, and he's kind of, I've heard... That he's apologized for it. Um, yeah, I I've heard, and someone else is quoting him in this article I read. They said, 
Axel said, yeah, that shouldn't be on the album anymore. Oh, wow. I hadn't read that. I remember he, he had a bad apology for it right after it happened. You know? Yeah, he's just like, hey, man, uh, that's what we say in my house. Yeah, yeah. No, Basically. No, it was literally like, he's like, look, man, he's like, uh, black people don't say, yo, African-American, what up? You know? But I'm like, you're not black, yeah. and that's not how it was written in the song. I also remember in, in Living Color, they were showing, like, they showed, like, I forget why, but they were showing a bunch of racists, and they showed somebody, fuck, I can't even think of the, the real examples. All I can think of is the second example on the punchline. They showed Hitler. They showed one famous racist, then they showed Hitler, and then they showed Axl Rose. <laughs> and so, and that wasn't, people were really offended by that, but I don't think it was really national news. It, no, it wasn't. Um, it and wasn't. so that wasn't a joke that even really hit, but I think the people that live in color, and a lot of black people were like, dude, what is this? I think across the board, they knew about it, and they were offended by it. Right, because right. it's out on a record, on yeah. a big record company that, that, that's getting played by radio stations. And, yeah, you know. the, I think they were just kind of like, "What are you doing, guys? Come on, man! You're not even going to pretend on this one. <laughs> <laughs> You're not I even know. Pretend that's not okay. Yeah, yeah. You know. And I guess Axel, he said in interviews that he, he argues that uh, uh, you know I'm, I get the argument. Well, I, I get it. Well, I but think, it's just like a no, 20... The he wrote the song, he's saying he's, he's talking about like if you walk through New York, you're getting accosted, and you start to hate every type of person. That's what he's, he's talking about. Anybody that doing, is the point you know. of view of the song. But, right, right. Is this guy who hates everyone <laughs> right. on the planet except for one chick. He says, you're one in a million. You're one in a million, yeah. Right. But Jesus Christ. But it's, it's ballsy. <laughs> it is ballsy, dude. I, and I, I am not saying it's right. But, uh, you know, I, I guess... But I, you know what's hilarious what is, is if like, you listen to any rap song at that time and those lyrics, or any rap group could sing those things. Oh, yeah. And again, I know it's different. Right, right. Uh, it's just, you know, food for thought. It's interesting. Food for racist thought. And I, I'm not defending anything on there, but I did when I saw it. I, no I, way. I, in, in a weird way, I did like, all right, I respect you for shame. being you, I guess. It's a shame because that song is so good. I know. It's the I best know. thing on the record. Well, that's what sucks because the song is so good. <laughs> it's got like Izzy's playing electric. Yeah. And Slash is playing acoustic. And they're just jamming. And it's just on that. sick. Mm-hmm. And Axel's doing is he's going from low to high. He's hitting every yeah. note that he can. But um, but cut to the end of the night, you know, we, yeah. we stayed at, at the Hard Rock. And we're, you know, we're three sheets to the wind. We're kind of like Amanda Bynes in 2011, like that, yeah. th- that level. And, Who was uh, she, by the way? I don't remember her. Uh, she's an actress. She kind of became the Tara Reid, Lindsay oh, Lohan. Yeah, yeah, she kind of yeah, filled that shoe. I remember you know, that. She went from like drinking to pills and, you know, arrested for She's like now. a Nickelodeon kid or something? She was. And then she was doing movies and, you know. Was doing movies, right? So um, at the end of the night, we're kind of we're just happen to be standing by the elevators. I look up, I'm like, what's, what, what's up with these seven beefy security guards? And then they're they're with Axel, and of course we all feel like, dude, that is the best '80s hard rock. Singer. I didn't even say '80s. I think that would have insulted him. No, yeah, like, it's the yeah, best yeah. hard rock singer ever, whatever. And he's like, hey, you know, I didn't know what to expect. I've heard all these stories about him being bipolar. And I didn't know which Axel we're gonna get. You're gonna we, choke you? Know, you. Yeah, totally. You want an email? Yeah, but. We, yeah, we lucked out because he uh, he came up, hey, what's up, fellas? And, you know, he was talking to us, you at the show tonight? Yeah, yeah, we're at the And uh, one of my buddies, I think this kind of helped. One of my buddies looks super young, you know, yeah, and yeah. he, th- you know, he thought, oh, okay, you got, got young some young kids folks. listen, yeah. Yeah, so I think that he was kind of, that flattered him or whatever. But he talked to us for, for a little while there, and he didn't say it, but immediately, of course, security was like, no pictures, no pictures.
no pictures. Like, okay, calm down. Yeah. You know. But, you know, he talked to us for a little while, and I was wearing this exact same shirt. Oh, were you? And, uh, and uh, I'll never forget, at the, at the end, he walks off. He's like, okay, man, will y'all have a great night? And, and he kind of looks at my shirt and goes, ah, me. Cool. <laughs> Peace. Be, I can't imagine I run into somebody there wearing a Matt shirt. Could you imagine Matt full <laughs> <just> me? <laughs> And it just Matt. says, it says let, me, let me tie your tie, fat ass. Like the full charge, I'd be like, that wouldn't look weird because that's extreme. Right. But right. Matt, I've been Matt <laughs> since I was a baby. Matt. It's just, that would just be surreal. But he's not Axel. He didn't grow up Axel. No, he was William, right? Yeah. I suppose so. William Axel Rose, I think. Yeah. The, you know. William Bailey. He added the Axel. Yeah. So I think it was that residency slash... Went to go see the show because he happened to be in Vegas. Right, right. And they didn't let him in. Yeah, yeah. Axel uh, apparently Axel put the message to someone else, and uh, they're like, uh, "Yeah, you know, Axel doesn't want you in." He's like, "What?" He's like, "You know, I'm I'm Slash, right?" Yeah. And uh, yeah, he went on Conan and told that, didn't he? I don't. I know it's in his book. Yeah. His oh, book. cool. How's the book? The book is phenomenal. Oh, awesome. The Slash book is really great. All, a lot of those books are great. The Ozzy one is great. Mm-hmm. The Slash mm-hmm. one is great. I've read, I've read a little bit of the Motley Crue one, which started all this madness. It, no, Have that, you read the Motley Crue one? The Dirt? Yeah, I got oh, it. Oh, my God. All I read it's was awesome. the – I wanted to read about like the after, the aftermath, because I'm really mm-hmm. curious about – they've obviously had a resurgence. But yeah. I re- what I really wanted to learn about was when the band kind of broke up and Vince Neil did his own thing. And um, and they had a different singer. They had that guy come in. Yeah, yeah. Because that's just something. It wasn't covered very much because Motley Crue went out of style, anyways. Well, that was you know once Nirvana hit and everything. And that's everyone was talking. Everyone in the book was talking about like how much they really liked that album with the other singer, and that it was kind of like they were going in the same. You know, it's from them, so who knows? Right. right. But they were saying that the music started getting more grungy. They were going through the change too, right? Before right. like Nirvana hit. Well, I think Tommy wanted it the most. Yeah, they were saying that was part of the problem why they in- ended up disbanding because Tommy wanted to do different things. You yeah, because remember after that, Tommy did an album with uh, uh, Fred Durst and like a couple of I think Little Kim. Like you know, they in had the nineties. Like, he did all yeah. kinds of things. Yeah, he was playing with like five different bands. You know, it's just so weird that he's the most famous out of them because mm-hmm. he's the goddamn drummer, right? The saddest one is, and you should read it like right after Slash, but Steven Adler's book oh, is a heartache. I bet. My God. Because he can't get past drugs, and he cannot... He can't get past drugs because he can't get past being kicked out of Guns N' Roses. Yeah. And this yeah. tour has got to kill him. Oh, my God. Is, is it, and Matt Sorum is drumming for him, right? Uh, I don't know who's drumming for him right now. Do you? I th- I think I would assume it's him because he was the one that took over. You know, he was from the cult, and then he I would went, assume you know. too. But something tells me he's not hmm. because the the article I read said it was Axel Slash and Duff, and I think Matt Sorum's worth mentioning because he was an actual part of Guns N' Roses. Because when they got inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame a couple years ago, everybody he was, showed up. Yeah, yeah, everybody was there, but Axel. And did um, you hear Chris Rock? Yeah, yeah, that was <laughs> the intro. For those listening, he goes. Uh, <laughs> He goes, for everyone disappointed. <laughs> it's hard not to do the voice. Mm-hmm. For everyone disappointed that Axl Rose isn't here, you know he wouldn't be here by now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he'd be Everybody late. Everybody's saying, like, where the fuck's Axl? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. 
Uh, dude, you just reminded me, uh, Dennis Miller's third HBO special, uh-huh. that it, like 93, that had just happened. When he goes, uh, speaking of the dark side, he's like, uh, Steve Tyler, or no, Steve Adler kicked out of Guns N' Roses. Now, what the fuck do you need to do mm-hmm. to get kicked out of Guns N' Roses? Right. Hey, Slash, want to take that heroin needle out of your cock? We're going to vote on Izzy over here. <laughs> he knew all hey, the names. Yeah, huh? he knew everybody. Um, like, Sorum, you could tell. Matt Sorum goes up there at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And he says that. That's like, you can tell it's like one of his favorite jokes. Which he, one? Matt Sorum goes up there and he goes, Man, I heard they were looking for a new drummer for Guns N' Roses. And I was like, Man, how much of a fuck up do you have to be? He said the same thing? To get kicked out of Guns N' Roses for drugs. <laughs> and like, you know, you can tell it's like his standard joke. Right, right. And then, you know, Stephen Adler's just sitting there like, uh, yeah. Thanks not a lot. That funny. <laughs> <laughs> this is my night too, fucker. Come on. Yeah, because you know he he I don't you know he had to share duties with Sorum even during the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I assume. Yeah, I don't remember watching. No, no, they both they both got up yeah, and yeah, gave yeah, a speech. Yeah. You know. But it's, what about um, when they played afterwards? Do you remember um, who was drumming? They probably traded off. They yeah, usually do that. That yeah, that is what they did actually. I think actually. Uh, uh, who, oh no no! Stephen uh, played uh, during uh, Paradise City, I think, there you and go. then everything else was, you know. Yeah, that and too, Axel wasn't there, so they had uh, they had a guy, they had uh, another guy. No, he's got a great voice. His voice is lower. I know, uh, but what? Uh, oh, who's that guy? Damn, he's really good. The song sounded great, but like, I love his voice. Actually, it really Alter Bridge, the guy from Alter Bridge. Yeah. We, this 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 guys you can't replace in I a know. band, and and the singer is one of them. Right, bass yeah. player and drummer. All day long. Interchangeable. Yeah, yeah. Getty Lee, I'm not talking to you. That's <laughs> Claypool, I'm not talking to you. <laughs> but that was like, it still just didn't hit for me. I mean, it was great to see. Because you, know, you, want, it, you want to hear Axel. You want right. to hear Axel with Slash. It's like, it's like breaking up Jagger and Richards. It's not the same yeah. dynamic at all. Right. I mean, by the way, that's a great book. Life by Keith Richards. Oh, I want to read that one. You got to read that. He teaches you how to do every drug. Is that right? He, he literally t- talks you through he it. He walks you through every, and he, he goes, "Look, with cocaine, all you need. No one follows this, but it's very simple. If it's good stuff, one good line. That's all you need. Wow. One good bump. Because you're chasing, you're chasing it the rest of the so night. So he's saying he has the know-how and the mentality to shut it down and ignore his instincts, which instincts with drugs are take more drugs, especially cocaine. Right. right. Absolutely. And he's saying just ignore that instinct and everything's fine. That's what he said, except heroin. He goes, when he, gets, he got the heroin, he's like, I can't help you with this. I had to be quarantined. I mean, you have to right. be forced. That has to be forced out of your system. Yeah, you know? yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But it's interesting. He even says, he's like, look, I shouldn't be here. I should have died 12 times. And honestly, most of the stories he tells about almost dying were not drug related. It was like almost getting eaten by a crocodile and, you know. So he was off. able to ration his drugs. Mm-hmm. That's what he says. I think that's And it was more the band had a problem with it, and he got in trouble at the Canadian border. It was the Canadian border, and it was that incident that uh, people don't talk about a whole lot, but the fact that him and Jagger got caught with underage girls and heroin in the room, in the hotel room. (laughs) No one likes to remember that. No. No. It's like, yeah, they're the bad boys until they do something really bad, and then we just kind of don't want to know about it. Yeah. But have you seen that documentary, Crossfire Hurricane? Which one was that? Is it about that was uh, one that came out on HBO or Showtime, and um, and they had the old interviews with Jagger smoking, new and old. Okay, and oh yeah, they had hours and hours and hours. It looked pretty awesome, was it? Yeah, it was great. Mm -hmm. But there's this one scene where like 
uh, you know, this is like in the early seventies when they really hit the stride with those uh, those Mick Taylor albums. Uh, Mick Taylor, yeah. the unsung hero, I know of the Rolling Stones. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they go, uh, they're interviewing Mick and and Keith, and they go, "You're on a list. Everyone's betting on what are those called? Where people bet on who's going to die sooner? They're like uh, called death pools. pools. Yeah, death pools. And he goes, "You're on the top of everybody's list." And and he just goes like. Everyone thinks I'm going to die, and they bet everyone's betting on me. And they go, "Yeah." And he was just like, oh. "You could tell, like, really, like, hurt his feelings." Really? Like it wasn't. And even... he's probably numbed up on drugs. <laughs> but he's but he still got through. He's to him. missing a goddamn front tooth, and the guy's <laughs> telling him this, and it's and it's news to him. <laughs> he's like, "Huh? All right, okay." Huh. That you know, he you could tell he. I was surprised that he would be. Press one to start the call. Two to decline. Unhappy about that. They seem to celebrate that type of thing. Yeah. Well, they do now. The call because they survived. The yeah, yeah. Yo, you're on the full charge power hour. What's up? <laughs> hey, hey how you doing? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. You're on with my boy Claude Stewart. I predict this is going to be one of the biggest downloads because Claude has big download numbers. People don't know that about this podcast, but it's true. Hey, what's up, brother? Sounds like you're calling from your car. (laughs) I am. I'm uh, just glad to be the fuck out of the valley going up north back home. Where where are you going? Where are you going? Uh, Small town called Atascaro, man. Oh, my God. A-Town? A-Town, baby. Oh, my dude. That's like that's the Breaking Bad of California. (laughs) <laughs> well, I, think, uh, I, I think Coleman knows a bit more about the Breaking Bad of California. Uh, I think he knows but, all uh, about it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, it's pretty accurate, though. You know, small hick town. But, uh, yeah, man, I just got done with school at uh, Northridge. I <laughs> uh, back home for a few days. Thought I'd call you guys up. Kill it. Doing good. Can we have, like, a theme this evening? Because I was just listening to the one with Tuna. You guys had, like, you can ask that if you want. Uh, you can ask any question you want, but we're just really just kind of knocking this out. We got a late start in the day, obviously, and Claude brought whiskey. So yeah, we're drinking whiskey we're and just, talking about uh, the the best. Uh, we're talking about music, actually. Yeah, classic rock. Music. Rolling Stones. Wow, and gun- kind of All we've talked about is Guns and Roses and the Rolling Stones for thirty five minutes. So this podcast no, could be a no, hit <laughs> for all the young people out there. <laughs> The Millennial Power uh, Hour. Yacht rock Four Shaw is going to be on in June, okay. and we're going to do more Yacht Rock on that one. All right. Excellent. I, just, just the other day, man, I was just chilling in my room. I was like, you know what? I'm going to do some laundry. need to clean this place up. Might as well get the, uh, the Ambrosia going. Ambrosia is good. Yeah. I forgot about Ambrosia. You know, but I, I can only <laughs> – Forrest made me three CDs of Yacht Rock, and it's just not fun without him there. Like I'll put it on. I'll put it on. I'll go. Oh, great! This was just the shit that was on the radio. But when Forrest yeah, is there, it's a fucking true. laugh riot. He's because he's just so easy to get along with, and he's a lot of fun. Right. Yeah. Also, we cut the shit off after like fucking a minute and a half. Oh, so it's quick. You're in and out quick. <laughs> yeah. We're like, all right. Yeah, <laughs> Next. Get, that was good. Like the first chorus. Yeah. The first, first verse, the first chorus. Is, uh, if there's a famous yeah. bridge, we'll give you that. We'll give you those second verses and choruses. But other than that, you're done. Yeah. <laughs> I feel it. I feel it. But I still love 
Make a wish, baby. That shit's hot. That shit's hot. I gotta I, hear I, this, man. I generally like that song. It's, it's called Make a Wish? Yeah, it's Make a Wish by Ambrosia. Make okay. a wish, baby. And the funny thing is, and the theme of those podcasts is, you think you don't know these songs, and then you hear the first note, oh, and you go, oh, yeah, I know this song. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah, you know every song. I gotta hear this shit. Uh, I actually did have a question, because I was just listening to that last episode. You guys kept bringing up Tinder and Bumble. What is Bumble? I've never heard of that. Bumble is exactly like Tinder, except for once you match, the girl has 24 hours to make the first move, and the guy can't do anything until he is contacted by the girl. So the girl is in complete control after the match, which makes women generally more comfortable, and the women are generally better looking on Bumble. And then if if, (laughs) if, uh, she rejects you, you get stung by a bee. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. So, <laughs> well, think, of, think about that. Like, wow, that's let, let that sit. Food for thought. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how well I do on that one. That sounds pretty. Uh, that sounds like they got the pick of the third. I mean, that's how Tinder is anyway. But uh, it's all disgusting. I guess that's kind of exponentially. Yeah. It's all horrible. You got to just lie. You got to say you're a doctor. You know. I I, I see. Yeah, I had Tinder. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, just run into people in college is much better than online dating. Yeah. It's true. Exactly, man. When I, I transferred to Northridge from a community college, and when I first got there, I was like, all right, I, I don't really know anyone. I got to get on Tinder. But then, you know, down in L.A., it's so much different. Like, I just feel like people are way more, like, vain. They're, they're what? I mean. They're way more what? Vain? They're... Like vain. Like, oh, insane. Yeah, yeah. There's a whole... And I've... I've I've been away for a little bit. I go away and I come back. And it takes a while to adjust to Los Angeles because I love Los Angeles. I've been out here for almost 20 years. Mm-hmm. But there's a whole um, lottery ticket, I'm killing it mentality out here that everyone is trying to portray. So everyone's trying yeah, to everyone's act like they're fucking killing it. They're crushing it. And you're a fucking, you're a loser if you're not throwing money in the air on a boat (laughs) because this is America, this is Los Angeles, anybody can make it. Uh, And it's really just not like that. And, and, you know, I did online dating in New York and it was a lot more fun. A lot more fun. And that that is disrespect to you, Los Angeles. (laughs) Take that. Well, I, am I am I one of the last honest uh, performers in, in L.A.? Because I I just always tell people like, look, you know, I was talking to a younger comic last night, and uh, he was like, "Well, how's the business?" I'm like, "Look, you have to love the business." I mean, honestly, I love it. But here's the thing: I've been doing comedy 20 years, you know, almost 21, and uh, I've got like I've got a, a, a new special that'll be released, you know, later mm-hmm. this year. I taped the special about entertaining the troops, a documentary like, at the end of last year. I got on Agent Carter the last season, and I'm still barely getting my family by. Right, you know, so that's and so there's a lottery. Me- there's a lottery ticket mentality to even the business, to the point where if you go somewhere and you're talking to your peers or maybe a club booker in our our case, and they say how's it going, you have to just start saying how great everything is. Yeah, this is what I book. Um, this is what I'm doing, and I think that's generally a good thing to do in life, but it'd just be a lot better if no one even asked a question. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I think we'd feel better about ourselves. They would judge us less. <laughs> yeah. And it's kind of like, all right, well, you're the club booker. Like, you know, ask me how it's going. Yeah. Just make it go great for me. 
Right, right. You like me? Just make it go great for me, and then you don't have to ask me because you're making every because you're employing me every night. Exactly. Well, do you, you ever do this? Do you ever when they ask you like how's it going? Do you ever just answer them and don't even say anything about the business? Like, oh, you know my mom's great. Well, yeah, that's uh, that is an LA thing to do, and that's like stereotypical. I'm sure it's even been covered in movies. How's it going? And this the worst is when it's your neighbors and you, you really don't care, and you're like, how's it going? And right, like, right. Oh man, I just got this new voiceover gig, and you're like, oh my god, I'm trying to get upstairs and watch Ray Donovan before this right, Chinese right. food it's like, gets cold. <laughs> Like who cares? I just came here to care. get the mail. I'm just saying hello. Right. So when someone asks me how I'm doing, um, I, I give them a very mature answer. And even if I'm not feeling it, I, I, I actually think of something in my head that makes the statement true. And I say things are going great. That's cool. And I hope they they leave it at that. But they usually want to go, why? What are you talking about? Or the worst? You still and... doing comedy? <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> you know what I said though? One of my neighbors was like, uh, you know, How's it going? I was like, John, I live in the same shitty complex you do. Right. How do you think it's going? Right. And he was like, Oh. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. You just do your best you can with that shit. No, but honestly. And there are people yeah. that can like totally. Rile you up out here and be like, you should be doing this, you should be doing that, you need to right. get on this. Right. Why aren't right. you doing that? You know who I saw this, that, like, it's just like, oh my God, Something I'm just trying to mail say. this letter. <laughs> and I ran into your ass. Right. And now my whole day is ruined. <laughs> but, so, you know, you got to be mature about that shit and just let it go. But don't get us wrong. I know we sound jaded. We, we love the business. We love the job. It has less to do with the job in Los Angeles. It's more to do with, like, no matter what you do, for a living, you just get exhausted at a certain age. Sure. Like, yeah. oh. I'm actually, like, one of my favorite parts of this podcast and other comedy podcasts, like the Crafty, your mom's house and stuff, but, like, it's really kind of taken the, the mystery, not mystery, but it's kind of demystified, like, the, the entire entertainment uh, series or uh, segment. But, you know, it makes, takes. Well, you also got to know. Work that you got to put in. You also got to know that comedy is like a fringe genre of um, of this of Hollywood. So like we work yeah. we work in their peripheral, and then they hire us when they need us. Yeah, we're almost. Well, I mean, even, even with like uh, what is that? Hutch, John Huck show. Uh, Hollywood uh, Anonymous. Hollywood Anonymous. Yeah, I love that show so much that I can't remember the name of. Um, but I mean, those guys work. Like, I'm in school for TV production, so that's yeah. somewhat close to what, you know... Absolutely. Uh, yeah, so it, it's really... I think it's helped me a lot just to uh, keep my expectations not in check, but, you know, just to know what I'm getting into. Exactly. Yeah, you know? it's not... Well, that's yeah. smart. You know, I don't want to discourage anybody from any of this shit, but the, the thing that's hard about um, most of the jobs out here... And the world is becoming more and more like this. It's not just show business. Is you don't really have a job when you work in show business. You get hired to do jobs, and they're short lived. Right. So you never have that security. You're going month to month. And so when you're not working, <clears throat> you have to keep your eyes open. It can. It's all. It tires you out like a regular job, but then there's a stress. It's like the stress of unemployment. Yeah. It's so it's you. 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 It's both things at once. You don't get to like. You don't really ever get to relax, really. That's that's the only time you're relaxing is when you're working. (laughs) 
Right, right. Because you're secure that you have a job at that moment. You've got a specific <laughs> job to do. And then when you're not working, there's all this guesswork. There. There's like eight different directions you can go in. I mean, it's why we all, st- all as comics started this podcast, because we don't know what to do with our downtime. Right, right. Um, and it feels better when you put an effort or some energy into something specific instead of worrying. Well, it's just the, the work never stops. You know, it's, it's like uh, you don't have a gig, you have a night off. Okay, I'm writing jokes, right? You're, you're emailing bookers, you're calling bookers, you're, you know. I call, I call my mom. Uh, for Mother's Day, and I was like, uh, she's like, you know, what are you doing today? And I was just like, oh, I'm putting out the podcast and, you know, just doing this, that, and the other. You know, there's always stuff to do for the for the career. And she just, like, it was very nice of her. She just goes, oh, that must get exhausting. <laughs> and it, I was she very, and I almost like, it was almost like an epiphany to me. I was like, yeah, it is very exhausting. I'm glad I'm, it's okay to say that. You know, it was like it was very nice. Of no, her. that's cool because that, from what you've described to me, you know, your parents like they they've never really gotten. They want the security, they, yeah. of course. They want the security. Yeah. But now my brothers had kids, and like I went on tour with Tosh last year, and like it's a different scenario. Yeah, yeah. But still, well, well, did I tell you this? Did I tell you that my mom's advice was for me <laughs> to be a Southwest Airlines flight attendant? Yeah. That's- <laughs> Dude, yeah. I swear you know, to God. You know what? That's a great idea. I'll do that. <laughs> this is – and her pitch to me, my mom, uh, she's from the South. What's his name? What? Hmm? His name on the phone. I don't know. What's your name on the phone? Oh, this Call is uh, Nolan. Golan? Nolan, yeah. Okay. Golan. Nolan. Yeah. Nolan, N is in Nancy? N is in Nancy, O-L-A-N, <laughs> Golan, also the – the one true Nolan on Twitter. Oh, wow. The one true Nolan. Yeah, that guy. Uh, not an imposter club. Yeah, okay. So proceed with caution. Well, so the real deal. No, she literally uh, said, uh, she goes, you know, she's from the deep south. And she goes, honey, your father and I, we were, <laughs> we, we were flying southwest. We got to talking to a lovely little stewardess, and it occurred to us that you would make an excellent flight attendant. She was like, basically, she wanted you to do comedy without the gigs. Yeah, she's like, exactly. You're used to flying. <laughs> No, this is this You're is You're used pace. to pouring drinks for yourself. <laughs> her, 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 her pitch. You walk with a cart sometimes, don't you, Claude? <laughs> you eat crap of food, right? Yeah, you yeah, like yeah. snacks. No, but her, her whole pitch was she goes, You could fly, you you fly for free, and then yeah. go do your comedy. Yeah. Like they're just gonna go around my schedule. They're yeah, gonna go yeah, to my yeah, website yeah. and you know Can't oh. do it that day. I'm in uh, I got a one nighter in Kentucky, so <laughs> I need to stay the extra day. Is that cool? And then can we go from Omaha to Alaska? Is that possible? No, and um, it's it's not the older folks' fault. They they come from a generation. The fifties and the sixties were very fruitful and the common man, the average worker, was very fucking hooked up for those two decades. Absolutely. It's a, it's a glorious time in American history. And that's what me and uh, Claude, our parents, are, are, are from. And they, they can't really comprehend. And I don't well, blame them. I mean, Matt. I wasn't raised to work freelance. Exactly. And I don't want to work freelance. It's just how it's going. And I've tried to play it straight. Right. And it's even worse. And it actually pays even less. <laughs> well, my parents bought their first home for $18,000. Yeah. You, you can't do that now. I can make that in three years. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> I got to do this shit. It's my calling. 
<laughs> but here's my but Matt, yeah. The, sorry, my only question on this is like with my my mom. How far is this going to go? Like I'm worried. Honestly, I go home for Christmas. Well, she's Claude, like, how old are they? Yeah, you know, sixty nine, seventy, <laughs> sixty eight, sixty nine. You're no. ne- they're never going to stop worrying about you. Uh, yeah, I know. So there you go. Well, I I guess I'm just concerned that she's eventually going to go. You know, I was filling my car up at the gas station, and this very nice man came up and started wiping my windshield. It occurred to me. It occurred to me. You ought to get yourself a squeegee. <laughs> I saw this man. He was sitting on the sidewalk, and he made his own sign with a marker and cardboard and just asking people for 25 cents. Now, why can't you do that, Claude? <laughs> I'm sure you make more you're making now, right? You could, you've got a two-year-old. You could have your little baby up there. He could be. Oh, they feel like, sorry for you. You'll be all set up. <laughs> yeah, it's such a cute house made out of cardboard. <laughs> oh, my God. So. Got to love her. Yeah, do not let us discourage you. You're going into a very lucrative business, actually. Uh, TV production. Uh, media is only going to get. Yeah. Uh, that's all life is now is media. Oh, absolutely. The, the average oh, person sure. deals with media. The average 16-year-old girl. Is taking videos of herself and becoming a star on goddamn YouTube overnight. Yeah, That's it. So it, it cannot be ignored. Everyone's on their own. Everyone's on a mini TV all day long. So your job, you're going yeah. in the right direction. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're no do it. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not entirely worried about. I mean, I get a little discouraged here and there sometimes, just when you know things aren't going right with school or whatever. But then when the year's over, I'm just like, oh, you know, I'm still pursuing what I want to do. You're in a great and, place uh, because yeah. you're kind of getting used to Los Angeles too. I know it's Northridge, but you're you're still you know yeah. you got, you got your toe in the water, right? No, yeah, I'll come down to LA proper a few times, hang out in Westwood or something. I don't know, but like yeah, it's, yeah, dip in the, dip in the toe. Man. Well, Nolan, I will say this: if you honestly think you can do something else and genuinely be happy, <laughs> then for the love of God, do it because it's not <laughs> worth all the bullshit. But if you if this is really what you want to do, go for it, man. hundred percent. Just you know, jump yeah. in the water and have fun, man. It'll be yeah. it'll be nagging you I'm, otherwise. I'm still and yeah. at least and I'm fuck still it. it out, and at, and at this point, at this point, you know, take what Claude take Claude's advice in ten years. Don't take that advice now. Like check it out. See what you can do. Uh, it, yeah, it's very attainable. Production is very attainable. Absolutely. Uh, my boy Radio Rando started when he was in college, and now he owns his own production company. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's no joke. Uh, we're going right, to... Well, uh... Yeah. We're going to split. we got to call oh. Wendell before he passes out. <laughs> All right. Excellent. <laughs> thanks for calling uh, thanks in, so man. For, uh, Drive safe. Yeah, man. I'm, thank you. I've been a huge fan of you guys. Like the hot days, it's good to finally talk to you guys. So, right uh, back at yeah, you, man. Love the show. Mad love, mad love. All right, thank have a you. good week. All right, drive safe, bro. You see how cool the call-in segment is? I like it. And then you look up, you're like, shit, we just did half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Let the fans do the work. Right, right. <laughs> I like your outsourcing, Matt. Smart, the charge. Well, like I said, I'm getting tired. <laughs> oh. I have to tell you this while you're... While you're, you're yeah, go ahead. Up. Oh, shit. Okay, I'll tell you. No, go ahead. Tell me. Uh, mom was asking me what I was doing. I was like, I'm, I'm with Heather's family for a week in South Carolina. Then we're going to come see you. She's like, well, honey, you should be working. I'm like, what the fuck do you think I'm doing? What do you think I'm doing? Clearly, I wasn't at a comedy club that week. So I'm Talk like, to me. hello. Wendell. Hello. How are you, buddy? Are you drunk? 
<laughs> I'm on my second beer. I'm, not, I'm, I'm I still got some work to do. I, I should have started drinking. Work? Sooner. Oh, you mean drinking? Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no. I got a lot of work to do in drinking. Yeah, yeah. I, oh, I didn't. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, hey, Wendell. This, this is uh, this is uh, your boy Claude Stewart. Claude, what's up, buddy? How are you, man? Good, man. How you been? You know, pretty good. We're. Uh, I think you'd be proud of both of us. I, I brought over a bottle of uh, whiskey. Holy shit! You guys aren't fucking around. Come on. Nope. Damn. I mean, I'm. Uh, I'm. Uh, I'm jealous. It's. Uh, it's Bushmills, the vicious Irish. You don't drink whiskey, do you? Not really. I, I mean, I try not to drink liquor anymore. I used to drink <laughs> a lot when I was younger. Like when I used to hang out with you know Officer and JJ and those guys and. And they constantly fucking knock that shit back. And I'm like, dude, Here's I, just, what... I just got a horrible hangover every time. <laughs> of course you did. Horrible headache. Of course you did. It's disgusting. But this is what we're going to do when we, when we jump the shark on this podcast. And we know it's not going anywhere. <laughs> we're going to do a shot for shot contest with me and you. Wow. Dude. Nice. And Craig, Craig is I just don't to... know how people do it though. Like I, I, practice. You watch these shows and, and stuff, and about the twenties, how people just constantly are knocking back fucking Johnny Black Meat and all this shit. Like, uh, how do you do it? Like, you must have to. I must not have drank enough to, to build up a tolerance to not well, have a horrible see, headache the next day. The thing about no, it has nothing to do with headaches the next day. Like people, first of all, I wasn't there, but alcohol <laughs> fuels you. To drink more alcohol. Just like the drugs, right? Yeah. It's any drug yeah, it's, it's just another drug. And it actually gives you energy. Sure. You, think it's, uh, you think it's slowing you down. Well, it slows you down, but you're actually up. You know, you can't sleep off of booze. Why do you think that is? Yeah. Sugar and a lot of it? Uh, I think sugar has something to do with it. I really, I really don't know. I just stopped drinking as much as I used to. Instead of trying to figure it out. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is done. I'm too old. It's not working anymore. Um. But as far as a hangover the next day, I think people in the 1920s, they weren't affected by pain. <laughs> they were men. Yeah, that was the depression. Even the women were men. Totally, dude. <laughs> they, there was that's no, probably a good point. There was no, oh, I don't, there, were no, there were no sick days. No. They struggled and they liked it. And you probably couldn't tell a fucking difference back then. And it was probably worth yeah. it. There was no TV. Yeah. Movies sucked. And what do you mean? Oh, look, a train's going by. <laughs> Great movie. Nobody's talking. It's almost as good as real life when a train goes by. <laughs> I can see it in color. Uh, I just saw a word on the yeah. screen. Yeah. Great. <laughs> it was like you go to the movies and they point. you go to the movies and it would be news. That's they true. play the news. <laughs> a, a plane went down today. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, that's a plane right, went down. Black and white news. A plane thing. went yeah. down last week. <laughs> we got we finally got the footage developed. <laughs> The elementary school just got a new bell. You had to drink through that. <laughs> Excellent point. Seriously, how do these Egyptian kids not have a bedtime? What time is it right now? Oh, shit. You got an Egyptian family living next door? You're one in a million. Yeah. Ah! I was just thinking. You're a shooting star. Egyptian faggots. It's 11 p.m. and they're out there riding big wheels and shit and kicking soccer balls around. Like stuff some in Egypt. That's spread some how fucking kids disease. Not have a bedtime? Dude, so wait, what are they doing? Wendell, talk to me. Egyptians and nihilists. (laughs) One of them's riding a uh, big wheel around, and the other one's kicking a soccer ball. Is he wearing a King Tut hat? (laughs) No, he's walking like an Egyptian. Oh, wah, wah, wah. Yeah, great. That's actually a good one. Uh, Wendell, 
<laughs> Ride a big I, wheel like an Egyptian. I mean, these kids, they've already destroyed our fence once. There's an old-ass wooden fence in between the two properties. They kicked that fucking ball against it all day long until it completely ben, fell down. Back, they turn the wheel, Dan, you pull it back. <laughs> Wake your neighbor up. Whoa, here's the thing we the do. We ride our here. big wheels <laughs> to window. Yells out the window. <laughs> All the drunk windows in the house say, hell, hey. Antagonized like an Egyptian. <laughs> yeah, and now they've, kicked, now they've kicked more holes in the fence again after they fixed it. They kicked holes in your fence? No, with the ball. They're constantly kicking the ball against it. Well, soccer like, is a sport the, there. Yeah. That's true. What, no, the what, fence has already fallen over once. Like, they destroyed it so badly that the entire fucking fence fell over. Please uh, tell me that you no. said something to the parents. I didn't say shit. It's no, all he's problem. done is got on this podcast and like, says yeah, things to, to thousands of people that can't help him. <laughs> we have listeners in Egypt. <laughs> you know that, right? I don't, I don't care what happens to it as long as they well, don't bother me. I told the Listen, landlord, tell him to go like, back yeah, in the pyramid. Next door. <laughs> go write your stupid <laughs> hieroglyphics. Go, sh- go back to the pyramid. Go shoot the nose off the Sphinx and tell him to go to bed. I think they already shot them. Those up the sphinx. Did Napoleon's right. men do that? I heard Napoleon's men did that. Listen, I, 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 I want you to days. go next door and say seriously, I, I, how do I get a one-way ticket to bumfuck? Is there a bumfuck? <laughs> that's a real place. Nice, that was a good one, Claude. I like that one. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Hey, I got a thumbs up from Wendell, baby. Come on. Nice. See, there you go. So what? Did you, you have go, you, have you seen any movies this week? I did. What'd you see? I watched. Uh, I finally got it. Well, I'm going to go see. I uh, totally Mr. beat nice your ass guy. this week. Yeah, the I, nice to- guy. I told. Would you? Did you see huh? it? Did I would see it. I would see that because it's original. Ha ha. I haven't yet. It looks really ha-ha. good. I'm going to go see what it do? tomorrow. Ha ha. I saw it. You saw ha-ha. it. Ha ha I would see it because it's never original. Do script. This. I never do this. Wait, I went. What did you see? I saw Nice Guys. I went on a fucking Friday night opening well, I night. Never do that. Dude, a weird thing. A weird thing happened to me. My boredom overtook my agoraphobia. Wow. I'm usually not bored. You know that about me. Oh, yeah. But I said, I, I got to get out of this apartment. No one was interested in going. I would never think I you would went do that down there. I, you know what I did? I went there like 45 minutes early okay. and bought a ticket. Got something to Why? eat nearby. Because it's Friday night and I want to be able to get a seat. That's decent. Oh. And that's exactly what I Where'd got. You go? I went to the Vista Theater, which is a great place to see a theater. Right. I mean a, a movie. I like Vista. Because it was like... Uh, it was it was like going to a bar. There was nothing but like people under thirty, looking beautiful. Oh, it's great! It's nice. showing great up. Old school. <laughs> yeah, and let 20. me tell it's you, a great theater. You're lucky you don't have to go see this movie because I'm going to tell you right now, it's four and a half ice cream trucks. It's a laugh riot, and the nice. reason why it's so great is because you got two very good actors playing a comedy straight, which you never see anymore. It's no. all over the top yeah. shenanigans. Right. Like, or one of them's over the top, the other well, straight man. You it, know what it, I mean? It, it well, was a, Apatow, Apatow, I'm, I'm just talking theoretically here. Apatow was like very groundbreaking in like kind of a subtle comedic way, like 40-year-old virgin. Yeah. And then as scripts get worse and people get rewarded at auditions or whatever you want to call it, performances get like way more over the top. And now we're back to the 80s in a way. We're back right, to right. like an over-the-top, I'm shouting so this is funny type fucking comedy. Oh, yeah. Will Ferrell's been doing that and for years. 
Well, Will Ferrell's a genius at it. No, he's we'll great at it. We'll give it to him. We'll give him that. But this, this yeah. is Gosling especially playing it so straight. That's what's funny. Yeah. When you actually believe someone is scared something bad is going to happen. Well, he, or he, someone's surprised by something. Yeah. When you actually believe it. And it's fucking subtle. You don't have to be huge. It's a big screen. Right, right. Like, just chill. We'll get it. Right? Yeah. You think it, we'll get it. This movie, man... Uh, it's really great. The only reason it's not five stars is because it is still a movie and it has to be like a plot and an ending, <laughs> which totally like, I know I'm crazy. I know you can't end a movie without an ending. Right. But I'm right. still like, ah, this is like not as exciting as the setup. No, give me the setup. They, they become detectives. It's a complicated movie. So it's also a thriller. Oh, okay. They're both, one's a private eye. Hey, hey, Ryan Gosling is, is too much. Ah, dude, I'm just telling I you what they do. I don't want to know anything else right. about it. I, right. I try to avoid that. All right. All right. It's over. He'll just tell me when it's you over. get off the phone. All right. Conversation's yeah, over. Yeah, he can tell you. Yeah. Tell him when, you, when the show But I goes. just told you you don't have to watch it. I took, <laughs> care, I took care of that for you. You're welcome. Why would, why would I know, not go watch the only movie I've been looking forward to this summer? Go watch the movie. It's, it's very <laughs> enjoyable. Stole, but I'll tell you, you that. You stole the review for me for the only movie I've been looking it. forward I to. I stole it from you, motherfucker, because I'm lonely. So I stole it. <laughs> it's so funny. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I can't either. Is that just in general to, like, towards me? Yes. Or is, yeah, you. Yeah, I, know, I would never I imagine you doing that. I wouldn't do that. Yeah. You know, and then and, yeah. afterwards, I ran into a friend who I used to work at the movie theater with on, at Sunset Five. I knew in like '98, wow. and then we went out drinking. No way. <laughs> yeah. that's, a, that's a good night. Well, Matt, I would never think you would do that because I wouldn't do it. And I don't like you know. I actually. Yeah, I, I'm social. I, that's, I, I go out. That's <laughs> like how boy. You went out drinking. I. That's Did you how, walk five feet around the corner at a good luck bar? No, we went up to Rustic, man. How was oh. it? And it was so funny because it was a lot of fun. I was talking to my friend Tim about it. Tim was like busy doing like married guy stuff, but like yeah. he had people in town all week. Oh yeah. Um, and you know, I was just sitting there going, "Man, I wish I had that kind of company." And then I went out and had a, a pretty good fucking time. Yeah. I also saw the lobster. This is how bored I was this week. And I'm actually oh. using that word now. How is I've that? actually decided that to work like less. I've actually decided to work less, and it's made me bored. Uh, but work is stressing me the out lately. The lobster looks like it could be good. The lobster is incredibly good, but it that is. doesn't mean it's fun. I don't even know what the lobster is. I the lo- I'm gonna, can, I, can I set up this plot, Wendell? Is this going to bother you? Can you can set it up. I saw, a little, because I saw a little teaser trailer for it, so I don't know a lot it's about it. It's not exactly. I, I haven't even heard of this. It's kind of like an, it, uh, an ulterior, uh, alternate universe where you have to get married – Within 45 days in this society, or else scientists will turn you into an animal. Okay. And so wow. you have to buy into okay. that. You, you live in, you live in a hotel okay. where this concept is all agreed upon. But then there's other people out in the woods who um, they can't live in society because they don't accept society. So they live out in the woods. But that ideology it's just as extreme. You can't hook up with people out there, oh. even if you fall in love. Okay. So there's no middle ground in this world. Wow. And then there's also this wow. weird thing that they don't really explain, and if you're going to watch it, I'll save you some time. If you have an affliction like nearsightedness, mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. is almost mandatory that your mate has the same imperfections as you. Oh, weird. And so it's like a deal breaker if you both aren't nearsighted. 
Oh, wow. And like one guy hooks up with this girl by giving himself a bloody nose because she has bloody noses all the time. Oh, and he'll just like hit his head up against a wall. Jesus. And it's really funny, but it's also kind of like, know. it's also kind of violent and also like really depressing. But it's 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 good. It plays with like social norms. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's really it's really intelligent. Well, it's a social commentary. Yeah, know? yeah. It's really great. Um, but it was all, I was also like, when is this gonna be over? Uh, oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. You ever do you ever do that? You go, this is fantastic. This is right. well done. I can never do something this good. When is it gonna be over? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's more a comment on me than the movie. I'm just well, like, all right, like, I get it. I get it. Let's 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 go. Was that because the movie was so long, or you're just like, okay, I, it's depressing it, it, me more than I wanted? It, it was to. a two hour movie, so yes, it was too long. Okay, should have wow. been an hour and a half, but 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 I was just like, you know, without giving too much away, like people give each other. It's a very violent movie, not in a traditional American Arnold Schwarzenegger shooting a machine gun at you. Yeah, yeah. But there's certain things in it. There's a lot of death and and people afflicting themselves and this type of thing. And um and like the government afflicting other people and just the suppression. Like no one's ever really happy because they have to do this weird shit. Yeah. It's very depressing. Wow. Does it make you feel like yeah. freer than you were? Like I, I can actually do some things. No, because these things are real, but they're just not that extreme and defined. Okay. So there is the married club, and there is the single club. You know, and the okay. single club is more extreme, but but there is an element of, of the single club in real life where it's like, ah, eh, relationships are lame. We all know that. Even people that are hooking up kind of agree upon that, and that can be. That's just as depressing as having to be in a relationship. Right, right. That's true. So I think we'll have to wait side... for like HBO for this one. I don't know. I'm not yeah. sold on this one now. Why is it called lobster? Because that's one of the animals. Because that's what he wants to be if he doesn't get married. Uh, he wants to be a lobster. Okay. Who's in it? Why would anyone want to be a lobster? Colin Farrell and that girl from The Constant Gardener. Oh, Rachel Weiss. Yeah, she's very attractive. She's married to Daniel Craig. Yeah. And then there's another girl who's very fucking beautiful. I can't remember her name, though. I've always been a Rachel Wise fan, dude. Is that right? Super cute. Is that right? Yeah. Well, then maybe you have to go see it. I mean, like, ever since, what was it, Behind, no, uh, (laughs) what's that one movie? The Mummy. The Mummy? Well, no, I didn't really care about that movie. The Constant Gardener? What was that movie she was in, Behind Enemy Lines, or was that it? No. The English Patient? Uh I'm getting this image no. of Wendell on a date with Rachel Wise, and she's like, um, yes, I'd like a Kia Royale, please. And he's like, I don't know, whatever fucking beer you guys got. <laughs> Let me get a shock top. <laughs> uh, Just nothing Egyptian, all right? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Too much sand exactly. in, in an Egyptian beer. <laughs> exactly. No, Enemy at the Gates. That's okay. Enemy right. at the Gates with Rachel Wise. Okay. I also have Joseph Fiennes in it and Jude Law. Okay. She was okay. really good in that. Really cute. Plays this like European. So like, she had her face in it. <laughs> she used huh? her face for that role. Uh, I can't remember if she got naked. There might have been some side <laughs> boobs or something there. It was. That's what made it like over the top great for me. I think. All right. But good times. Um, good times. Classic Wendell. So I'm probably, So probably I, probably I trumped the, I trumped the shit out of you on the review this this week. But what do you got? Yeah, you fucked me, dude. I mean. <laughs> Fuck me big time. <laughs> I do have a good movie to review, though. Okay, go uh, ahead. Go ahead. I watched uh, 
Did you ever watch Dirty Grandpa? I didn't get a chance to see it while I was Yeah, in the I saw that in 2013. I heard it was god-awful. Oh, Dirty no. Grandpa. I'm thinking of Dirty... Dirty Grandpa with the... Robert De Niro. Go ahead. <laughs> you know damn well we didn't see that. <laughs> I didn't get a chance to see it. It came and went kind of quick. I wasn't sure if it was going to be good. Say that again. It came and went kind of quick. Come on. It came and went kind of quick. I wasn't sure if it was going to be any good. You weren't I sure. I had a chance to see it. I was working. There was no clue? There was nothing suggested this might be on the suckage? Yeah. Well, I mean, you watch the trailer and you're thinking, oh, it just looks like your conventional, uh, you know, predictable comedy and stuff, you know? And you know, there was obviously some predictable parts to it, but, I, you know, De Niro uh, surprises me every time. Like, I, I, it was really good. I, had, I love Arby Plaza. She was in it. I like her. Was it? And that Jason uh, Manzoukas guy, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but that Jason dude always plays the crazy guy. Was it better um, than Last Vegas? Last Vegas? <laughs> I don't even know what that is. De Niro, Kevin Klein, Michael Douglas, who was the other one? Morgan Freeman. Yes. All go to Vegas because they know they're going to die next that. year because they're old. Yeah, I never saw that. All right. So, Bad Grandpa. But, dirty Grandpa. So dirty Grandpa. Not to be confused with Bad Grandpa. I love Aubrey Plaza from yeah. uh, Parks and Rec days. Yeah. And that has that dude that used to be on uh, uh, the Jason Manzukas or whatever. He used yeah. to be on fucking, right. uh, what was that? Saturday Night Live. Jason no, Sudeikis. No. no, he was never on Saturday Night Live. He's yeah. he, on Brooklyn Nine-Nine once in a while, but he, he got his start for me on the league. That's yeah. the first time I remember. He was on, he was on, the, on, the um, he was on that MTV show, The State. Oh, got it. Oh, was he? Okay. I don't, I don't know. know. I'm guessing. Yeah. So was this as good as the uh, nice guys? Wow, he's been in a bunch of shit. Um, wow, he kind of stayed on Upright Citizen. Really. Okay. All right. We didn't really All hear right. the... Uh, Listen, we're drinking whiskey over here. You got to stick to something. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, no, yeah. I mean, so I like... that's a, It's a great cast. Like, those guys played well together. Like, uh, Aubrey Plaza's trying to fuck Robert De Niro during the entire movie, basically. That's fun, right? Like, All right. College girl. Uh, and Robert De Niro's trying to fuck college girls during the whole movie because his wife just uh, passed away, so he's out to party. It, it doesn't really go the way you think it's gonna go. Like it, 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 they mix it up a little bit. It doesn't. They don't do the traditional bullshit. Like there's a few predictable things, but they they mix it up, and, and, and it just happens to be directed by. I like. Uh, I seen this uh, movie. Dan Mazur. I like the huh? part of the movie where he goes. One time, the kids from the neighborhood carried my mother's groceries all the way home. You know why? It was out of respect. <laughs> now, you're, you're thinking of Goodfellas. This yeah, that movie is awesome. That movie is awesome. That movie is awesome. That's five ice cream trucks, Goodfellas. This the movie's is uh, pretty He's flawless. playing a comedic role. He, he can play a comedic role. <laughs> I like it, it's good. I like when mm-hmm. you go on. You look at Goodfellas on iTunes, and yeah, it says ninety six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Who is the fucking cunt? Yeah, yeah. Who's like, I didn't like it. It's overrated. Didn't have my sensibilities. <laughs> just give it up. There, there wasn't a bitch. superhero in it. Yeah. Just give it up, you bitch. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Sometimes you got to take a knee on a negative review, and it's called Goodfellas. Seriously, yeah. bitch. Who doesn't like that? Exactly. By the way, yeah. anybody you listening? Like Goodfellas. Huh? Anybody listen who uh, runs into Matt and has a beer with him and doesn't want him to get in a fight, <laughs> please don't insult Goodfellas. For the love of yeah. God. No, I don't care if you in private insult it. I'll just be like, okay, cool. But like, if you, t- you, this, they're just trying to be big critics. 
They're just trying to be these big, big critics, and that's an oxymoron. Some people say I'm overeducated. I think this. They think that's right. I think that's true. Do you know what? I just use the word oxymoron in a in in an appropriate way. That's a quadrisyllabic word. There you go. Boom. He just trumped me. Come on. By the way, you You don't like good fellas. Don't follow me on Twitter. Oh shit. All right. right. You just lost thirteen thousand followers. Yeah, I don't have that many. So you're in the negatives. Dude, it's time to crack another fucking beer. Here we go. Pop, 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 pop. That's me shooting off a gun. Two can play that game. Crack a fucking cold one. Full charge. Should we get another whiskey? Yeah, we should. Ah, you shot. You shot Wendell in the foot. Wow, shot me in the foot. I don't care. He's a critic. His whole family's full of critics. Wow. (laughs) Please, Claude. I'd love one. Okay, I got you. So anyway, I, I looked it up, and I think the reason why this movie was good and better than expected is because uh, Dan Mazur, who you probably don't recognize the name, but he wrote uh, s- several episodes of the Ali G Show. No shit. He wrote Bruno. Yeah. So he he wrote Borat. Uh, so he's been writing the screenplays and stuff with with uh, he must he works a lot with uh, Sasha. That's why it was good. Why did I hear that this this movie was so terrible? I don't know. I, I I thought it was funny. I liked it. It's got six stars out of ten on uh, fucking IMDb. That doesn't count. I liked. It. Will you look it up on Rotten Tomatoes for me right now? And I'm not gonna sure. sh- I'm not gonna fuck with your review. If you liked it, you liked it. No, I thought it was good. I I, I liked there was there was some funny jokes. I laughed out loud several times. Because I'll tell you what, so, I'm a I'm a Robert De Niro fan, and I want to root for him yeah. no matter what. I don't care if he does comedies now. I want to see him be good. Yeah, I love Robert De Niro. I mean. He, the man's an artist, but I'm not. I mean, I'm not gonna. I mean, just because I like him as an actor doesn't mean I'm gonna like kiss his ass. If this movie was terrible and it was like a cheap ripoff of uh, Meet the Fockers, then I would have, I would have came right out and say that. You know, you but love it. Wasn't you love those movies, don't you? Meet the Parents. I liked, I liked the first one, maybe the second one, but they they took it too far. Like, Jesus they, Christ! You, you beat a dead horse. You can't just keep beating a dead horse, right? Jesus, uh, dude, what the fuck are you saying? Yeah, it didn't get, it's not going too good on Rotten Tomatoes. The audience score is only 47% like <laughs> Hold on a second, Wendell. Can you hold on for a second? Sure. <laughs> wow. Only 10%? The tomato meter is 10%? Average rating of 2.7 out of 10. On Rotten Tomatoes. That's terrible. Wendell, Wendell. I don't, I don't Wendell, agree. Wendell, I, I wasn't listening. Wendell, I wasn't listening. What did you say the past minute? Well, yeah, but I'm not going to just have dead air. Like, I was talking about the tomato meter. What did you say? I, it, what did you say? I said it has an average rating of 2.7 out of 10 on the tomato meter on Rotten Tomatoes. Only 47% liked it. I have to disagree. That's pretty bad. So at least I it got, it was funny. So I got a 40%, 47% from critics? Uh, the audience score is forty-seven percent liked it. What do the critics give the it? Tomato meter is ten percent. <laughs> okay, I'm not. I'm not fucking. With I don't that. know what if that you, means. If, I guess if you it liked it, the average you rating it. is the average rating is two point seven out of ten. It says, and you got a kick out of it. You were laughing at this. Only one hundred seventeen people have reviewed it on Rotten Tomatoes, so that's not a lot. All right, but one hundred five out of the one hundred seventeen said it was rotten. So that. <laughs> That's why I got the bad rating. So what do you, but, you, uh, you know? What do you give? I don't know. <laughs> I well, hope this is I hope make to get everybody happy. What? 
because I'm going to give it like four ice cream trucks. I'm, like, I'm going to give it a better review than Mad Max and Star Wars just to make people upset. Well, no, it's not. I'm not just doing it for that. I don't need to do it for that. So uh, I thought I thought there was some funny parts in it. It it, it was pretty much original. They they used some some go to jokes here and there. Were you uh, pretty much original? Were you drinking? I've never seen a movie where an old grandpa was trying to fuck. You know, except in pornos, you know, you don't see the old grandpa trying to fuck college girls unless it's a porno. Yeah, that's a that's a fairly untapped market. Yeah, I wonder I mean, why. Audrey Plaza is like half naked <laughs> in the movie all the time, like you know, showing off her, her fucking uh, self, you know, looking hot. Yeah, uh, yeah, I liked it. So, Claude, just to recap, yes, sir. Wendell gave it four out of five ice cream trucks. Um, and yeah. this this is infuriating to a lot of people. We're expecting some backlash on this review because Wendell gave Star Wars three stars. Wow! And he gave uh, Mad Max how many stars? I, I don't remember. I remember giving it a horrible. I hated it. So you gave I it two. Gave it like one or something. One or two. It won. Uh, an yeah, Academy I don't Award. think I even gave it two. I two doesn't sound like a review. How many Academy that. Awards did it win? I forget. It won like six for special effects and wardrobe and, and makeup and shit like that. <laughs> it didn't win for anything that mattered. You know, well, it, it's not like it, it didn't win best picture or director. Well, right? You know, those if you win an Academy Award, I think you're going to get a job. No, it well, still yeah. counts. I, I mean, I can't That's, take I mean, away from on, that. Clark. It had great special effects. I'm not going to take away from the movie for those because it, it, it earned. It, it pretty much earned the, the Academy Award that it won. It, it had really good special effects. It had really good makeup and wardrobe. I'm, I, I give them that. You're just saying, like the top, the top six categories, it didn't win. Is your point right? Yeah, but nothing happened in the movie. It's a car chase. It's a two-hour car chase. Nothing happens. They start at one part of the desert and chase each other in fucked-up-looking vehicles with flames and swords and everything, whatever the fuck else. Well, that was the first the one. That, that's all that happens. That that was the original Mad Max, wasn't it? That was pretty much the. There might have been some more backstory and some more character development in the old Mad Max. I, maybe I don't like it because I haven't seen the original three in 20, 30 years. Maybe that's why I didn't like it, because I don't remember the backstory. I don't know. I get tired of action movies myself. I, I get bored out of my mind with action movies. Well, there's so many of them it's today, you know. Depends on the movie, you know. Honestly, I, I'm, I'm tired of remakes. I'm, I'm, I don't know if you guys... Uh, Everything Dude. is yeah, a goddamn oh, I'm tired remake. Of remake. Yeah. That's I why I want to see the nice guys. I, I, when I saw that trailer, I'm like, that's an original idea. That's exactly yeah, what you want to exactly. see. Right? There should be eight. There should, whoever put this out should be making 80 movies a year. Yeah. It looks so, really good. It was a great trailer. That doesn't make any sense. It's only 52 <laughs> weeks in a year. movies a year. They're putting out one in the middle of the week. <laughs> This is a Wednesday movie. Yo, man, they're plugging it on Tonight Show. I got a Wednesday release. I got a Friday release. What can I tell you? I got the Nice Guys was that good. <laughs> the next Monday I got a release and next Thursday. Holy shit. But, Ke- Kevin Hart doesn't well, put out that many movies. Exactly. Holy. Come on. <laughs> All right. Dude, so I, I saw, I saw, uh, have you seen, I shared it, I think, on Twitter. I saw mm-hmm. someone, uh, some other movie reviewer for some other site already said he, he's refusing to go watch the new Ghostbusters because it's just a, a, and just just a disgrace. You're talking about in. that news story, right? I read that like it was an actual story. It's just some guy whining that it's coming out in July. Who gives a fuck? No, I'm How talking is that about news? Some, well, news How is that story? news? I'm talking about some Yahoo other news. website. Oh, got it, got it, got it. 
No, no, no. I'm, it's I shared something on Twitter with some 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 uh, movie reviewer from some online site said, uh, even though it's his job to watch movies and review them for his followers or whatever, he said he's not going to do it. Well, he refuses to watch it because it's it's a it's a. An insult to the original movie. Oh, fuck well, him. let me guess. He also didn't like Goodfellas. No, I, it's not original. You really think this looks good? You really think a no. remake of Ghostbusters? Was no, a what? it doesn't. But you know what? what? It's the most I have... hated movie trailer on YouTube. The most listen, hated they've movie got trailer on every on woman in there though is hilarious, and they've got medical marijuana and popcorn. Okay, Hello? I'll agree with you that I love all the women involved in this movie. I love all those actresses. Heather McKinnon is, is fucking brilliant. I know they wanted the money. I'm disappointed in them taking this, this job. I, I feel like it's a horrible decision on in, in their careers. Well, here's the thing. I like, I like do, all those Do people. you think, I mean, Kristen Wiig, you know, does a movie like every week, uh, you know, more than... 80 you, movies a week. More, more than you were saying about the nice guy. <laughs> I, I, mean, I like Melissa McCarthy. So I like Kate McKinnon. She puts out 80 I movies like a day. <laughs> She never sleeps. I just, but she does. Like Kristen Wiig has like three movies on Netflix coming out every month. It's amazing. Yeah, I mean, her and uh, I didn't know she was. Some of them are even pretty good. You know, by the way, little little name drop here. My buddy was married to Kristen Wiig. She's been married once. What? He was. I was at the wedding. He married her. Jeff Wiig. He was. (laughs) You know Jeff Wiig? (laughs) Holy shit! (laughs) The second eye is silent. no, but this guy, listen, this guy, he can't get over her because literally, you know, he's like, okay, I'm going to wake up in the morning paper. Oh, there she is. All right, cool. cool. Turn the TV. There well, she is. The Ghostbusters is coming out. There she is. You know what I mean? That's great. Everywhere. I mean, he's over. It's just like, the, you know, you can't, how do you not You can't forget about it. about it. Right, right. That's great. So that's you got to fucking become a Buddhist and like shut yourself. You got to go camping every night. <laughs> By the way, why don't you tell the Egyptian family to go camping and become Buddhist? Try that Wendell? Huh, wait, say that again. <laughs> Are, is the Egyptian family, have they calmed down at this point? Yeah, I don't hear any more noise. They might have heard me when I walked out my back door and said, what the fuck are so you doing? So let it be written. So let it be done. <laughs> you should play Creeping Death by Metallica. That's all about the, right the Pharaoh and Moses and everything. Oh, yeah, yeah. I yeah, I'm here going. to kill the firstborn male son. <laughs> I'm creeping death. <laughs> They're probably inside playing a jihad against me or something right now. Oh, Wendell, have you seen have you seen Metallica play the Star Spangled Banner at the Giants game? I have not. It's fucking awesome. phenomenal. Dude, it's got to be badass. It's right? phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like uh, James Hetfield actually it, plays like ri- he plays chords against Kirk Hammett's solo, and then he double solos when necessary. Holy, it's shit. sick. Oh, I, I gotta pull this up. That, on that's YouTube. honestly when, that's when, one of the tightest bands I've seen live. They're like, amazing. Yeah. Did you see them they on the Hard Rock Rock when they were inducted in the Hard Rock? Uh, yeah. Rock? I've seen them live with my own oh eyeballs. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. A couple times. I saw them with the Cult, and I saw them with Guns N' Roses. I saw them when um, they just did three hours by themselves. Holy shit. Yeah. How long ago was that? That was 92. <clears throat> wow. That's awesome. That, That's yeah. around the time when I got to see them. I got to see them at, at the last Lollapalooza when they headlined. That last year of the real Lollapalooza, back when Farrell had, had something I'm to do sitting here by the chosen one. You got to play they that. They played all old songs. They only played one new song. They played Load or whatever, Load of Shit. Yeah, God, God help us when that, that shit one. starts. <laughs> I saw him in, yeah. in L.A. I saw him at the Coliseum. What? Wow. Nice. Kid yeah. Rock opens, Corn opens. Wow. Get out of here. This must have been like late 90s. I win. I saw him at Meriwether Post Pavilion. 
and I saw him at the oh, cap hey, center. This was a lot of flu. Fuck you, so I from see Soundgarden <laughs> play before they came on. So hey, let's uh, calm down. Oh wow, Soundgarden, dude. Yeah. Um, I saw when I went to see when I went to see Metallica at Meriwether Post Pavilion. Uh, mm-hmm. Suicidal Tendencies opened up. Nice. Which was pretty wow. much a thrash band at that time. And then yeah. detachable. All right. Penis. And and when we and when we um <laughs> when we bought the tickets, it was Alice in Chains and Metallica. Oh, That's what it said yeah. on a ticket. Right, right. Like the opener was really part of the lineup. Alice in Chains, big yeah. deal. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. dude gets on drugs and now we got Candlebox. Oh, Candlebox they, oh. they had three hits. Well, you should have been there to defend them. Oh no. <laughs> Did they just eat it? Clouds up there like, now, come I on, everybody calm down. Come on, what's that one song? Well, maybe. That was like the yeah. big one, you know. Far behind. Yeah. That, sure. So they, Left me far behind. You know what? It's a great song. People still play Candlebox in one state. Can you guys guess what it is? Texas. It's on the radio all the time. Texas? Uh, maybe so, play but uh, my Utah. experience has been Florida. Really? Every time yeah. I go to Florida, Why? I hear Candlebox playing. from there. Interesting. I know. Far Behind. It must be from Florida. You, what were the three songs ahead? Far Behind, You, and something else. It was Far Behind, Far Behind, and Far Behind. <laughs> That's what it all sounded like to me. And now their career there's, is Far Behind. Um, there's one song on there that I recognize that I actually like in that. No, maybe. Yeah, you know that song. That I didn't song. mean to that treat song. you away, so but, but I did I'll it anyway. So maybe. <laughs> hey, hey Claude, I got I a can, ticket to uh, Tallahassee when I, I go. Can, <laughs> I can tolerate that a little bit because every once in a while, because on my Pandora stream, I have an Alice in Chains channel, and mm-hmm. they think the Candlebox compares to Alice in Chains for like that one song, so they'll throw it in my loop once in a while. How about that band that was named after an Alice in Chains song? Godsmack. Godsmack. They're, they're, they were an Alice oh. in Chains cover band. Yeah. Tribute. That started like, uh, writing their own material and then got on the fucking radio and kept their name so they could still do gigs, which I'm guessing wow. they're from fucking Florida, by the way. I, like I bet God they are. Somebody looked that up. Yeah, yeah. He's his no voice is very different, though. I think than Lane's. His voice is deeper. It's more guttural. Yeah, I didn't say they were. Like I didn't say they were good. Alice in Chains cover band. It's, I'm it's, just it's saying. Interesting. Um, well, dude, the guy that he found who plays Staley sounds just like him. You know what my favorite Alice in Chains cover band is? Alice in Chains. Ah. It's great. It's great. Yeah, it's fucking great. The guy's amazing. Yeah, they're pretty. I don't know how he does it. Is his voice just like that, or is he fucking impersonating him the whole time? You think? Well, there are Pro Tools, and here's something you don't know about Alice in Chains: a lot of the singing is Jerry Cantrell. Really? Well, Mm. I know he sings some of it. It's the two of them together that really makes it sound like Alice in Chains. So, like a a man of the box. Really? Is one of them going, "Ah, ah, ah, ah," or is that all lame? Like, man man of the box is all lame. But but Dirt. So it's just a combination of their voices. Really? Dirt is them singing at the same time and like crazy overdubs. By the oh, way. okay. Right. I love Dirt. And so you can over. Oh, I didn't know that. And so you can over. Listen to me talking. I got a fucking. What is this computer? Aspire. I Aspire. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I can barely produce this podcast, but like you can. <laughs> Thank you, Bushmills. If you, if you overdub like crazy, you can get that. Listen, well, they're both. Well, listen, that's why it listen, works for I'm backpedaling now. They're both great singers, but I'm saying like production can get you there. What, okay, well, what that's why it works um, with this new guy. 
I don't think it's going to work for STP, though, even though they're auditioning new singers. Well, yeah. STP was already over, dude. They put out a record in 2010, which was garbage. Wait, was that the... Yeah, oh, no, I'm thinking of Velvet, uh, Velvet Revolver. I like them. I like that. Uh, you didn't like them? Not no? for me. It didn't work for you? I love Guns N' Roses. I love Stone Temple Pilots. Right. I tried it. If Leno right. didn't like it, it's no good, because nah. he loves both those bands. It was bands. all right. It was all right. It wasn't I mean, STP. I would. I'd but listen remember, to it in the car. like, what was it a month ago? I broke the news that they're auditioning new uh, lead singers out here, like as of like a month ago. Um, who are your favorite bands, so, Wendell? Uh, let me. Can I guess? Can I guess? Top five. Can I let, guess? Let's guess his top five. Right sure. Now. Go right. ahead. Go right. guess it. Alice in Chains. Correct. Stone Number Temple, one is Stone, Alice in Chains. Stone Temple Pilots. Correct. Slayer. Correct. Metallica. Correct. Pantera. That's, that's, you know what? Pantera is, uh, mm, should I make that a tough five? Look at it. No, I mean, I already did pretty good. What are you, what are you, what are you doing? That's pretty good. I mean, it's. Dude! You know, you're pretty boy. good, yeah. Well, we've no, been you, talking you about the same it. shit I mean, for three years. <laughs> so it's, I mean, it's, it's kind of a tie between all these, like, it's like, because you got to throw Nirvana in there and Pearl Jam. And so Pantera, you're just going to throw Seattle into, like, one. Yeah, they say Seattle, Seattle counts when, as like yeah. Seattle just make Seattle count for one, <laughs> and then I have a lot more space. <laughs> oh shit! You probably know mine, but you, full charge. You probably know mine, right? Uh, no, I don't know yours that well. I know Guns N' Roses is there. Mm-hmm. ACDC. It's no? right. It's right around. No. It's right around there. I'm more Bon Scott than I am Brian Johnson, but you know, but it's right. so that's not top five. It's almost there. It's on, but it's not. So we just give. So it's just Guns N' Roses so far. Yes. And uh, I don't I really I like don't know. Remember, remember, I'm a drummer. Keep okay, that that's right. the one so thing. So you like Rush? Yeah. And uh, you also like the Beatles. Love the Beatles. They're not they're not top five of all, okay. of all time. Yeah. No, I'm I'm at a loss here. Okay, who is the other drummer that's like amazing, but the opposite of Neil Peart? Instead of like I don't know about the robot machine. I know I know you I know you probably like John Bonham. Bam. All right. So you like Led Zeppelin? <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's three. Mm-hmm. Do I get three? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fuck. Now I'm rethinking my list. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, your list is fine. By the way, I, you didn't even do your list. list. I did your list. <laughs> right, right. I don't know no, after that. What, what other two bands would you put Th- up Those there? are definitely, uh, I, I would say those are definitely top three. I'd pro- uh, also, I'd probably put um, Van Halen and Aerosmith. Like, okay. You know, this is the stuff I grew up drumming to, you know, right, 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 that right, I could right. just, I can put on whenever and be happy, you know. Van Halen, nice. Nice. <laughs> even though, nice. Uh, even though it's, it's hard for me to, to accept the fact that Sammy Hagar actually wrote, "Only time will tell if we stand the test of time." Yeah, that's not that's not great. Yeah, that's not great. Not his finest moment. They were they're in the studio for eight months and like, you sure about this lyric, <laughs> Sammy? This is y- your first album. Listen, here. man, don't tell me what to do. Listen, I'm the guy that can't drive 55. You think you're going to tell me how to write my lyrics? I'm the Red Rocker, bitch. Hey, uh, Sammy, uh, that's not even a speed limit anymore. <laughs> uh, exactly. Exactly. Dude, I saw yeah, an old clip. I can't drive 65. Yeah, Wendell, I saw an old clip of uh, uh, Van Halen, and some dude threw a bottle up on the stage. David Lee Roth was up there, and the crowd's like, ooh. And David Lee Roth goes, that's all right, man, because I know who that is. And tonight, I'll be fucking his girlfriend. Come on! She was a sea assassin, just smoking and a drink and a rink Wow! Imagine me kicking in the air in spandex while I sing that. 
You know, if you right. had, if you describe David Lee Roth to someone who didn't know him, they, they literally would probably think you're, you're talking about a clown. Make sure you start with Jewish. Yeah. No, seriously. If you said, listen, this Jewish dude comes out wearing spandex and he's uh, he's kind of balding, but he's got long hair and he's doing leg kicks and he's you know he's he's doing somersaults and everything. They'd be like, oh, so he's a clown for Barnum and Bailey. Like, yes, exactly. <laughs> Except for the elephant next to him is playing fucking the best guitar you've ever heard in your life. <laughs> well, he's the uh, elephant in the room. Whatever uh, happened to fucking David Lee Roth? They still have a band? But they were touring. I right? met him at the oh, comedy store. You got to tell me what happened. Really? He was just there hanging out with the comics, and not even the good comics. Like this was like ten, eleven years ago. It was all of us trying to get on on Sunday and Monday, mm-hmm. and he was just chilling. Wow. And he was just talking to us, nice. and that he was, was like telling jokes and laughing and stuff. And was, so it was cool. That's my whole story. That's why I don't tell it because it's not much of a story, right? Well, shit. Well, so he wasn't with anybody cool. else. He just was. He was just there. Weird. Yeah. So he wasn't like directly friends with somebody. He was or... just there, hanging where the comics hang, like in the hallway and in the back porch. No Barry Diamond, no wheels. I'm thinking somebody Nothing. like maybe his Asian grandpa. No, he just went there because he was probably just chilling on the Sunset Strip, but. Kind of that shit's in. like over. That's like, but you know all That's the all the rockers used to hang out at the comedy store because it was part of the Sunset Strip culture. Dude, I cannot believe I forgot to tell you this. Yeah. Last night I did a gig with uh, you know Bronson Jones, right? I don't think so. You don't know Bronson? Okay, so there was like a couple of us. We did a gig in, Bo- in Beaumont, which is like on the way to you know Palm Springs and all that, right? right. And so he tells me the story about uh, Axel is actually a big comedy fan, uh-huh. and the dude who opens up for Jim Jeffries, who is that guy? I don't know who he is. For Shaw. He's the guy that does Yacht Rock. That, oh, yeah. that guy? Yeah, he's okay, my boy. Okay, got it. He said that um, apparently, uh, I guess Axel saw, you know, it was a Jim Jeffrey fan, yeah, saw yeah, him yeah. and then saw Forrest, and then they ran into each other at the club. He's like, Axel, hey, man, I saw you. It's a great set. He's like, what are you doing? He's like, uh, I, I don't even know. Like, he was yeah, kind of yeah, like yeah. flabbergasted or whatever. He's like, well, I'm going I'm to, you want to go VIP? We're going to this club. It's, you know, it's pretty cool. So I guess they set Axel up in his own little VIP setting, and he's like, uh, there's a strip club. I don't know if you're into that or not. He's like, yeah, I'll go. So they go to a strip club, and apparently Forrest gets drunk and says something like offensive to one of the strippers. I don't know, something she got mad about. Okay. And she goes, uh, you can't say that. And it was like kind of yell at her, and Axel walks up to her and goes, shut up and get back on the pole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wow. on a night train. <laughs> Bottoms up. I should have said my Michelle. That would have been more appropriate. Yeah. Your daddy works in porno now that mama's not around? Yeah, there you go. She used to love her heroin, but now she's underground. All right, listen. Um, <laughs> so, Wendell, what do you give this movie? <laughs> which, which one? I don't know. Ghostbusters? 90 minutes later. Seriously, what do you think? <laughs> Zero ghost ice cream trucks for Ghostbusters. So, is Ghostbusters... <laughs> the, the most disappointing part about that is I just looked it up on IMDb, and all the original Ghostbusters, except Harold Ramis, of course, are all in it. Mother somehow. of God. So Bill Murray's in yeah, it? Yeah, Bill Murray's in it, it says. Sigourney Weaver, Ernie Hudson, Dan Aykroyd are all in it. It doesn't say what they're playing. Rick they're Moranis? Rick Moranis is in it? Come on, tell me Rick Moranis. I haven't Danny seen this Cox guy. is in it. I don't see Rick Moranis. What's his name, Hutchins? Sigourney Weaver. Michael? Yeah, Hutchins. Ernie Hutchins is in it, yeah. Thank God I remember that name. I did not want to say the black guy. Ernie Hudson. Okay, I thought you said Hutchins. I did say Hutchins. <laughs> I was grasping for straws. Oh, yeah, I said Ernie Hudson. Hudson. Yeah, yeah. He actually so was in every like, movie in the 90s. He's in Dolomite 2 as well. That's hysterical. Is he really? The Human wow. Tornado. <laughs> so, man, I don't know. Dolomite. Man. I don't, Immigrants. <laughs> I'm really... 
I, I, I just, I, I can almost guarantee this movie bombs because it's pissing Holy everybody off. They, they kicked around Ghostbusters three for decades, and as soon as Harold Ramis dies, they make this uh, abomination and put it out of me. Why let's, let's do you fair. think it's going to be so bad? We haven't seen it yet, so we can't, dude. Wendell, I'm with you. I'm done with remakes. I, I'm not exaggerating. Okay? It, 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 the trailer for this movie is the most hated movie trailer in YouTube history. I understand. That's what they said about the Bible, man. And look how big that is. <laughs> no. I saw a news story. They crucified on like, a guy that was trying to tell YouTube that story. Was, Take it easy, Judas. <laughs> no, I saw a story about it, a news story. The CEO of YouTube was like, yeah, this is the most hated fucking movie trailer in our fucking company's history. I understand. Like, wow. but, but listen, but we, that's we, the we, internet. They love the hate. Right. That's all they do. You, you can't really judge it until you see it. That's all I'm saying. Like, I'm done with the remakes personally, but I mean, let's just see yeah, it. I, and then uh, we'll call it something else. Now, forever, it's going to be linked to the first. Because all, all right. called is Ghostbusters. All it right. should be called like Ghostbusters Reborn or something. How about Ghostbusters? Well, Claude's friend has a uh, name for it. What's what's that? Another movie by my bitch ex-wife. <laughs> <laughs> Part well, three. Well, so look, look. <laughs> so so who directed this movie? Ghostbusters. Paul Feig. Who who has a great track record with Melissa McCarthy? That's true. And Kristen Wiig. And Kristen Wiig. I think he's directed like all of their movies. Actually, that's correct. Every movie they do together, you give four or five stars. Am I mm. am I wrong? Am I wrong? Spy was okay. It was not five no, no, stars. No, 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 the no, heat no, was no, pretty no, good. No, 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 You're reneging. No, no. You gave it a good score. Spy, I gave five stars. You gave a great score to it. I don't know what it was, but it was great. You said it was great. Well, he directed Bridesmaids, which was really funny, and The Heat. Really, really funny. funny. Bridesmaid was a and masterpiece. It's hilarious. He used to direct The Office all the time. He directed like 15 episodes of that, and that was really funny. You love it. You love The <laughs> Office. So. You love Ghostbusters. Well, you, know, you love everything about the scenario. Yeah. You're just scared. You're scared to love, man. You've been hurt too wow, many times. <laughs> I didn't realize that was Paul Feig's breakout movie was Bridesmaids. He's directed all TV before that. There you really? go. I had no idea. Wow. There you go. I had Listen, no idea. Let's just do this. Let's just watch it, and then we'll we should we'll all talk, talk about, about it in two months, man. Absolutely. Christ. Two months. I mean, I don't know. at when that you, point, the nice really guys will have when you, more movies. When you see it in October, we'll review it. <laughs> ha! I mean, that's yeah. It might be where we're headed. I don't. I mean, because it comes out July. Yeah. Why don't you pull out your diploma <laughs> window? Because you just got school. It's gonna it's gonna bomb because it comes out July fifteenth. That's why you'll see it in October. That's why I'm like, wait, hold on. Why? Oh, yeah, why, but, why is uh, it? What, what does July fifteenth have to do? Uh, yeah, exactly. middle of fucking summer. That's when all the tent poles come out from all the studios. This is gonna get destroyed. Are you kidding me? By what? By some Marvel movie opening the same what? weekend or something. So what? Uh, it's Ghostbusters, homie. It's huge. Insane. It's probably going to open well, up against already, Armageddon 2. You know how big this movie is? You know, how, you know how big this movie is? I already read a review of it online today, and now you're already trashing it. And it has it's not even out for two months. When you get that many that's people That's how big hating, the fucking thing is. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If, that if I put out a movie, it would yeah. not be trashed by Yahoo News. <laughs> it would say, did uh, you mean would- Matt Fullerton? <laughs> <laughs> Did you mean someone else <laughs> who can't be? <laughs> Did Fulcheron? you mean Matthew Fox? Any chance? Uh, Fulch D. Ron. 
All right. Dude, speaking of, how is YouTube still around? How does that work, by the way? Like, Dude, it's, it's popular. Like someone it's getting the, on Bing to look something up. It's the place to go. It's the number one spot to go if you want to post a video. That's how. Yeah, you want to send somebody a link, like in our business, right? We got to send a link. Bam, that's you put it on there. On Yahoo. Since more people are on there, then you're going to get more views on there, and so it continues to grow, and so on, and so on, and so on. Don't you like using close-up toothpaste? (laughs) Nobody uses Yahoo. Who uses Yahoo? Oh, I thought you said YouTube. Sorry. No, I I said Yahoo. Oh, sorry, bro. It it sounded like YouTube. I heard YouTube. You said YouTube. You're drunk. You're drunk. You're drunk. You're drunk. We're drinking Bushmills. You're drinking a light beer. You heard of YouTube? You're drunk. I'm shock-topping it, dude. shock top. Okay. All right, this podcast is getting shitty reviews right now. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone just hit the mark of being drunk. We got to shut this down. Everyone's going to leave their job. Yahoo yeah, News. Leave job tomorrow to go get drunk. You know who's giving this podcast a good review? My fucking neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> They're loving this right now. You know who's not? Yahoo News. Yeah. No, it'll be a story. Yeah, Yahoo News. Yeah. Well, now, we just started a war with Yahoo. Because of what I said. That's my point. It's we can't. Over now. That's Have my point. Noticed? We can't start a war with Yahoo because we're not Ghostbusters. That's it. Uh, no. <laughs> well, that's my right. point. You know, you were talking about like YouTube. That's where people go to watch videos. Um, have you tried Facebook? Have you tried to put a video in there? Have you noticed they don't let you do a YouTube link now? No, no I didn't notice that. They're competing. It's because I don't put anything really? on Facebook anymore because my family's on it, and I'm just oh, tired yeah. of uh, airing my dirty laundry. When did laundry. they start that? Because I used to put YouTube links all the time. I put Wendell and Traffic Part 1 through 7 on that, so it's weird. No, they, they yeah, started I, I uh, at the end of last year. They started doing that. Really? Yeah, it's you weird. You sure about man. that? I, dude, I'm positive. Trust me, man. My production company, Recycle Babies, we do uh, our new web series is on there, and uh, we can't. You can either do it on YouTube or Facebook. You can't interconnect them. They don't let you do that. So just deal with it, man. Uh, I'm gonna check this you're, out. You're gonna have to Metallica accept that. Metallica performs national anthem before uh, the finals game five at the NBA. Put it on and hold the Hang phone on. up. Here it is, San Francisco Giants. That's what you're talking about, right? Oh, it's that so one. good. Their Marshall stacks have a. Uh, the Giants emblems on them, and they're wearing the fucking um, yeah. uniforms. Yep. They're all wearing Giants uniforms. I got it's news awesome. for you, Baseball sexy. Uniform. That's not the only video on YouTube. They do it all the time. They've been doing it for years. Wow. Well, I'm gonna test out. I'm gonna test out uh, the theory uh, here. Go ahead. I'm gonna play it for Claude. From, uh, I'm gonna play. Yeah, it for Claude. let's hear it. And uh, that I'm means I'm testing out Claude's theory. Listen, I'm, pa- I'm copying, pasting this YouTube Wendell. thing. Wendell, we gotta <laughs> go because I'm gonna play it for Claude. All right, and this podcast needs to be over. Wendell, good it's talking to you, bud. I just copy pasted the YouTube Metallica thing. It's right on my page right now. All right, real well, easy. All right. Well, I guess Claude's uh-huh. a liar. I, I'm just I telling just, you, man. It's uh, hey, they're not gonna let my company theory, go. Dog. You ever feel like people are lying YouTube is hating on you, dog. to you? Why I know. You hating on you? They blocked our company. I don't know what the deal is. Hey. Yeah, I just posted it on my alternate YouTube on my alternate Facebook account. You're an alternate Facebook account. Huh? Facebook account. All right, we gotta go. Yeah. I love you. All right, the much love, Wendell. All right. Oh, let me All tell right, you. Claude, nice talking to you, man. See you, you next time. Oh, you too, brother. Oh, Peace I wanted out. to tell you. I wanted to tell uh-huh. you. This is how the nice What's guys. Up? This is how the nice guys ends. Uh, no, no, Brian. no, 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 no. Uh, peace out, peace out, fam. Bye, bye. It's bye, a ghostbuster. Go. Go. No, it's uh, Heather McKinnon comes right. up and shoots him later. Hey. <laughs> I should have done that a half <laughs> he hour was ago. Freaking out! That was awesome. <laughs> All right, we're gonna hear. Um. And don't worry, man. This is a fun podcast. You can edit the shit out of this if you want to. I don't think I'm going to. <laughs> yeah. I think when I almost... Well, I'm not going to tell you what I'm going to edit out because then I'll edit it out and then I have to edit this part out too. <laughs> <laughs> but this... 
is such an amazing thing. I thought you were going to go, no, Claude, I'm only going to edit your parts out, and we're good. It's just me. <laughs> Soloing. Just you, Wendell. Let's see, Metallica, Star Spangled. Is this better than Prince at the Hard Rock? Uh, remember when he was at the Hard Rock and uh, Roll of Fame, and he was doing the solo to My Guitar Gently Weeps? Have you seen uh, that? Holy shit. No, but this is great because on one hand, it's kind of meat and potatoes. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, it's just, it's just so, it sounds so good. And they're just live without like a metrodome or the Lars isn't there. There's Lars the, isn't there? Here's what's funny. It's one of the only times, if not the only time, James and Kirk get to chill without Lars. Oh. Who is an overwhelming force. Absolutely. He's the most neurotic. Hear that double? Yeah. So he starts playing chords behind him. It's really straightforward. There's nothing to it. Yeah. But it's great. For San Francisco, they don't do it for anybody else. Oh, really? I wonder what that's about. They're from San Francisco. Oh, I, I didn't know hip films. I knew that Kurt was. They live there. They've lived there forever. Uh, okay. <laughs> wow, that's some beautiful shit. That's badass. Uh, thank you for listening to the Full Charge Power Hour. Uh, Claude Stewart, thank you for coming over. Dude, thank you. This is uh, fun with our buddy Bushmill over here. Bushmill. This is great. Made the party happen. Um, and um, yeah, this was a lot of fun. Thank you Whatever you are on, it's a, like, I find whatever guest I have on dictates what the podcast is about. You're kind of a music. Yeah. You know, you put that into that genre. Um, That's one of the things we have in common is that. Guys, thanks for listening. God bless America. God bless you. <laughs> and the Rockets. What? ClaudeSewer.com. C L A U D E S T U A R T. Check it out. Recycle Babies, my uh, production company, Sketch Group. And please Check listen to the Full Charge Power Hour on iTunes. All right, later.